um, we'll get into the history of when me and you first, first had milk soon. Um, <laughs> I don't but, remember my uh, first milk. I, I remember, I don't be, remember. I'd have to go to a therapist, I think, if I did. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But post-first milk, like when your first conscious glass of milk, not mm-hmm. getting milked, not milked, but like getting milking someone else, you know, like there's more to this. But anyways, um, my my whole point here is that my fit so you're talking so again the, the reason that we're talking about milk to get today is because it's why please tell me why yeah because i still don't know why we're talking about it Welcome to the Dylan and Joe Basement Podcast. As always, and also as usual, we're your hosts, Dylan and Joe. Good to be and back today. Guys. Good to be back, guys. Um, and today, before we actually let you know what the topic is of today's podcast, Ooh, leche, you know, leche, you know. Before we actually leche, you know. What today's podcast is about we want to kind of start off with a couple quotes and in your own heads or in your car or your bathroom or your sex dungeon wherever you are wherever you are you can play along at home it's an interactive experience your experience we're gonna list off a few quotes to see if you can guess what the topic is about but also guess who these quotes are from mm-hmm. um and feel free to chime in the comments so yeah put in the comments we'll uh, give you points We'll give you, yeah, we will, we will actually give you points in the comments. No question. We'll rate your points. So yep. Joe, I think you've got a, you've got a quote, right? What, what's the first one you got here? Here's my first quote. Yes, my good man. I'll have the milk steak boiled over hard and your finest jelly beans raw. So who said that quote? What's that from? What's that from? We'll leave it up to you guys to write it in. We know. The, uh, the next quote we have here is, uh, this milk tastes like a cow ran into an onion patch. Forgot my checkbook. Hope you don't mind if I pay you in change. <laughs> so, Joe, what's uh, you got another quote on that list there? Oh, my bad. No, I just thought I had the one. Nope, there's a few. Pick one. I have. Uh... I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? Can you milk me, Greg? Uh, all right, I, I've got one. Um, so get off your horse and drink your milk. So if you guys can't guess the topic by now. There's one more. There's one more. There's one more. Just read the last one. Read, read it. Go they read won't it. know unless we say this one what this is about. Okay, There's no way anyone will know. It's on you. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, it looks like one big picture. That's my bad. Um, are you drinking skim milk because you think you're fat? Because you're not. You could easily be drinking 2% or even whole. <laughs> so uh, I filled so in the anyways, rest of that quote for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, because I definitely cut it off in half. Um, so anyways, guys, uh, Joe, what are we talking about today? We're talking about the dolce de leche, the 
the fruit of life. We're talking about the mammal's best trait. We're talking about milk. The virtuous white liquor. The Dylan the Joe same. Basement Milk Podcast coming to you. Milk, not as much. live as usual because things are getting crazy. Mm. Um, and, uh, and today we're talking about milk. I think that, I mean, from my knowledge, this is the first podcast in existence globally from a basement that talks about milk. <laughs> I would be hard pressed to dispute it. So, so Joe, um, what, let's talk, what is milk? I mean, what, what's going on with milk? Well, milk in the most basic aspect of what I understand it as is it is uh, nutritious, uh, liquid that is secreted from mammary glands and a certain sect of the animal kingdom that is kind of meant to jumpstart growth and sustenance in uh, babies in order to have them grow up big and strong, as it were. They, uh, they weren't lying to you when they say milk makes you grow big and strong. There's just might be a cutoff for when it is more or less beneficial for you, which we might get into later. But that's uh, it's a mammal thing, milk. Yeah, exactly that. Um, it's not just for cows anymore. It's not just for cows. It's a white fluid rich in fat and protein secreted by female mammals, importantly, mm. mammals, for the nourishment of their young. And that's what milk is. And uh, I know the answer to this, but can you live off of milk? No. No, you can't. You, would think you, you, you can when you're a, an infant because you have different dietary needs and different uh, parts of growth in your life and what can sustain you and not, but you cannot live. Uh, they say man cannot live on bread alone. A uh, man cannot live on milk alone either. You need a little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. And after a few months, you're going to get seriously deficient in some vitamins mm -hmm. um, that could cause something like scurvy and then you die. Sure. Yeah, that's a great example. Look at the scurvy going. Scurvy going. So but essentially it's nature's insure. So yeah, it's got a lot of what you need, regardless of if you can survive on it solely or not, it, you can survive for a while off of it alone, just because of how much it's got packed in there. Yeah. Yeah, no good. And, and one thing it's really milk is very famous for is um, people who go on multi-day Coke binges um, <laughs> don't aren't very hungry. Oh. It's just something that happens. They decide they want to just do coke for a couple for like a good weekend straight. Suppress your um, appetite. Not a lot of food going on there. No one's really doing coke and going to restaurants. That's not really a thing as much as you think it is. No. Um, so a lot of these people substitute food with just milk, just to get it out of the way, keep mm -hmm. the substances white, and just have a good week. <laughs> keep it white. <laughs> keep it white. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's I didn't realize that, but that, yeah, that is a good little substitute. It's like it's like um putting a donut on a flat tire. It's not great for long-term, but in a pinch, it'll, it'll hold you over until, uh, why would you put a donut out. on a flat tire? <laughs> I mean, one of the, uh, the spare tires that aren't full size, that kind Just of put donut. a donut on it. Just put a donut on. Sure. Be good. Yeah. Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. 
So, um, so milk was invented um, when mammals were invented. So we're talking, you know, essentially millions of years ago. Oh, we, when, want, we want to start there. I'll get into that right now, which is that. Let's get into I looked it. Into I mean, this I have no I was, reason. I was we gotta, we've got to start there. We have I was to curious because I was like, well, wait a minute. So like, like we, like we always say in the podcast, we're like, you always say when things are invented, oftentimes you say things that exist. <laughs> Obviously you're saying that in a way that's, you know, when do they invent, you know, oxygen or whatever? It's like, yeah, obviously he's fucking around. They didn't invent it at all. And milk yeah. also wasn't invented. You can say that, you know, mass produced production of milk was invented, but not milk. That's so I was true. trying to figure out when is the first time that there's ever has been milk on the planet earth. And obviously um, milk is a huge part of how we define what a mammal is because of the mammary glands that produce those milk. But obviously the real world and biology doesn't work like that. They don't just say, okay, this is a mammal. This is a reptile. It's not how it works. It's kind of more of a moving flowing thing. And us as humans look back on evolution and, you know, fossils, and even just to actual living animals and we like to categorize them into little sections to make them easier to understand. And oddly enough, there's only like 10 characteristics that change the difference between a fucking spider and a gorilla. Like they're so simple. It's like, do you have a spine? Do you have a two part mm -hmm. skull? There are all these things you're like, there's, there's way too many things different. It's like, nope, there's, you can put them in like 10 categories from every fucking thing you can think of. Add it to 20 categories and it's every living thing from plants to fungi to cell. It's like they can categorize them all into 20 things. They have so many um, commonalities between them. So apparently there is a thing called um, synapses, which is a group of reptiles from hundreds of millions of years ago. Think like near the end of the dinosaurs that start to be closer to what we see as mammals. They share something between uh, birds, which is that they have an amniotic fluid that surrounds the, the fetus when they're being born. It's the same as in an egg. Go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say, um, you're getting lines that, so you, a question to precede your statement is, can you milk a dinosaur? And right. the answer is, is no. That is right, <laughs> the answer is no. not milk a dinosaur. And this is what everyone's been asking me. <laughs> I've been clamoring. Much everyone's like you can't, you can't milk me. a snake either. Even though there is such a thing as a milk no. snake, you can't milk a snake. Cannot milk a snake. No. So and you're no. telling me that we're now in a hybrid situation in our past where you have a sort of dinosaur, sort of mammal that is producing milk. Exactly. You're going to get a lizardy looking four-legged thing with tits. And that, and it had to have happened because without it, yeah. we wouldn't have what we have today. It, it's a slow process to, to get us where we are. Um, yeah. But ultimately it, it leads to uh, the smartest animals to ever exist on earth. So it's a pretty good process. It just takes a while. So I think it was around 200 million years ago that the first animal started to produce a nutrient rich milk like secretion. From its body you wouldn't quite call it milk yet because of all of the, the different parts of milk we have now mm -hmm. but it started using that and secreting it and then feeding um its young with it uh, and then that started to become really beneficial it's an evolutionary advantage where you could give your babies a leg up or a, or a nipple up or whatever you have to do and obviously it caught on and so within the next hundred million years after that as the giant lizards of the world, the giant nippleless lizards start to die out, you have these little four-legged creatures that don't mind uh, squeezing one off into someone's mouth and getting smart about it. So that's yeah. when you start to see um, 
milk come into place. And it's obviously millions of years until you start to see the, the furry little animals you'd see today, but that was the first step to become what mammals are now. So there is some proto-mammalian lizard with uh, big floppy hangers. That's just, it's, uh, it's all our grandma. It's the, it's the, the one species on the that we all have in common as mammals. So from elephants to whales, to humans, we all can find our ancestry to that, uh, that floppy lizard, just, you know, with those big floppy, knockers. floppy, milky lizard, just dragging <laughs> yeah. its teats on the sand. And yes. The sun, yeah, exactly. Milk to make sure that, that it's, uh, able to give its nutrients, some probiotics and mm -hmm. antibodies and fluids and protein stuff. and all this other good stuff. And it's like yeah. ensure, ensure ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. like boost ensure uh muscle milk type of environment Envi not environment um, ah. yeah yep. <laughs> so um so that's that's biological mammal milk mm -hmm. and that's unlike what question. that's a good question joe unlike what um mm -hmm. there was a, a famous comedian named jim gaffigan who went about the different types of milk and oh, i thought you're gonna go into those hot hot pockets bit <laughs> you know I wasn't going to do that and I'm not oh, going to yeah. do it okay. <laughs> <laughs> and don't say it. Don't, don't say that voice. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do don't it. Don't do it. Can't do it. People know it's already in our heads. Everyone. No, no, yeah. I don't have to. Yeah. Knows it's, it's, the, it's, it's knows rhetorical. Bring out everyone knows what I'm talking about. Rhetorical hot mm. pockets in his, in Jim, the Jim Gaffigan voice. <laughs> oh yeah. No, but Jim Gaffigan once said that you can milk a rope, a nut, uh he's like you know uh soybean or whatever it's not what's all the rope things. part of it i don't get that one i don't remember the hemp. bit it's hemp? hemp you can do yeah. hemp milk yeah oh i didn't even know that that's i guess why i didn't get that so i've heard of obviously you know almond milk and soy milk but i never heard of rope milk before so that's, yeah that's rope milk, milk is rope milk is hemp they basically push gotcha. they, they they force water through hemp essentially yeah and that well all those plant-based milks they're not really milk they're just similar to milk enough that we call them milk but they don't have like the properties that mammals glands produce no. that makes milk at all they're just no, it's white like, liquids that are similar kind of we're not going to get here yet but it's almost like you know so almond milk rope milk soy milk mm -hmm. all these other things are are very similar to pasteurized milk where it's like they don't have a lot coming out of them in the first place they add more nutrients into them okay i got you yeah yeah and in that way like for example um uh to make almond milk it's fat it's actually pretty cool um you can do it at your house just buy a thing of almonds put them in your blender add water and then mm -hmm. you make this big pasty bullshit you know situation mm -hmm. you take a coffee filter or a cheesecloth and then just strain it out and then all of a sudden that's that's what almond milk is wow it seems like nutty water Pretty much nutty water. That's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. And if you want to add sugar or chocolate or whatever it is that... Well, you're better. It's going to taste like trash if you don't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Add some so, sugar or something. So so the history of milk has gone from mammals to... Um, uh, for most of the time. Um, and back to... I would say all the time. I would say the history of milk is actually, the history of mammals. Yeah. Wow. Without that's mammals, really... there's no milk. And without milk, you know, you wouldn't really say it's a mammal. Yeah, that's an eye-opening thought there. That's mm -hmm. actually very, very, very an aha moment, they call that. Is that aha. 
take on without me, milk, to take on there me is no mammals and without mammals there is no milk yes there it's the it's the snake eating its own tail the ouroboros of milk you can only and i have one yeah. without the other joseph michael collins 2021 famous quote. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna guess that one right <laughs> on the yeah they'll get that wins. one they'll know that quote but that's an original joke quote uh-huh. original when Absolutely. the next Milk podcast comes out, they'll be asking these trivia questions. These are the questions. Who was the first person to say this quote? And it was Joe. Um, so um, I didn't find any record of other mammals drinking our milk. N- nor did I. And I actually don't really want to know because it means that someone forced an animal to drink breast milk. So that's kind of weird. Yeah. No, I'm sure there's examples of, I mean, obviously... There, there must be because animals don't discriminate against milk. No, if if humans care. don't, yeah. then why would animals? They don't give a fuck. I mean, you right. give think about giving a saucer of milk to a cat. It doesn't care if it's from a human, from a, a baboon, goat. from a cow, from a goat. They don't give a shit. They're, they'll drink that mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, milk. That yeah. is a commonality among a lot of animals too. I don't know if it's strictly mammals, but I know that you know most mammals they like milk. Like it's a, it's a universally loved drink of mammals. Because they a are, great drink. I would say yeah. nearly all of them, without some captivity situations or um, humans, that they've all drank milk in their life. Any animal you've seen that's a mammal has yep. drank milk at some point in their life. If you see them, that means they, they had to be a baby and had to grow up. So they were drinking milk at some point. Yeah, no, definitely. And it's you uh, can't say that know, about Mountain Dew. You can't. Some of them there have, have been, but you can't say definitely all of them. some dogs who've had Mountain Dew. But oh yeah, maybe some cats. Dogs. <laughs> Maybe a cat, but cats. Maybe maybe chimpanzees who live at home. They could probably get addicted to Mountain Dew. Yeah, they live in the they live in the mountains. Crushing those code reds. Definitely have some crushing. Yeah, crushing code (laughs) reds. Point Halo Two. Yeah, yeah. it it probably has happened. Yeah, right. Don't have any record of that, but it probably has. From milk, for sure. That's it's a definitely yeah fact. Yeah, but I think that we're the only mammals that seek out other mammals' milk and uh, process it and make it a whole big thing. Because Absolutely. no, no other, there's no, um, you know, cows aren't like, all right, well, um, I'm a cow. My mom is a cow. I could drink her milk, but I'm going to go drink this reindeer milk because yeah. I'd rather have reindeer milk. They're not, doing <laughs> They're not picky about it now. No one's and that's that. interesting too, because we so, I mean, uh, at least in America, we so closely tie in milk with cows. That's why my background is a pasture full of cows. Because what we're talking about milk, we're mostly we're always talking about there you go, milk away. <laughs> We're mostly always talking about cow milk. We usually don't talk about, if we say, if it's goat milk, we'll say goat milk. And if it's yeah. cow milk, we just call it milk. We don't call it cow milk. So yeah. maybe in 10 years, we'll call it cow milk because all of the milk will have taken over the, the uh, economy. But we call yeah. it that. But even so, we're thinking, oh yeah, well, cows produce milk, but other animals, you know, they produce milk only for their babies. Not so. It's the same thing for cows. The same reason why you see one of those, uh, pregnant female dogs and it's got all those fucking whatever eight nipples all hanging down you're like yeah. oh that dog looks weird look at all the dog with nipples all over it's like that's what mammals are and every time you see yeah. a cow with those big udders that are getting milked every day that's because that cow is ready to feed its babies it, it, it that's what mammals do it. it when you get pregnant your mammary glands swell up they fill with milk and then you're ready to use it to feed your babies and we have a cycle that goes on with cows that they're almost always like that, which is definitely not how they were genetically made through nature. We kind of worked our way into that, but that's the weird thing that we always assume, oh, well, cows always are ready to milk away. But if there wasn't any, like an udder the way we see where a cow, we associate that with the drink milk, it would be weird to be 
getting up on a chimpanzee every day and milking it and being like, you get those milk, get those titties ready, chimpanzee. It's the same thing biologically. Yeah, that's producing milk 12 months out of the year. And it doesn't make any sense. It only makes sense for the, uh, for our thirst for milk as human beings. Well, and the weirdest thing about this whole thing is that like we, with, with dairy cows specifically, they, mm -hmm. what they give birth and then we just never stop milking them. Right. So exactly, as long as yeah. we're, you know, uh, it's like mowing your lawn, you know, like your lawn likes to be mowed, it grows in thicker. Mm -hmm. um, cows, you know, give birth, they produce milk for a certain period of time, then it kind of just stops until we have another, another bunch of cows. Mm -hmm. um, but we just keep milking them. So they keep producing milk. Well, I think it's also, um, it's the, a more apt analogy would be like, mowing your lawn but even in the winter time you put up a greenhouse and you start growing yes. grass inside yes. and keep mowing it yes. because yeah. our intervention keeps cows in that process that hormonal process of producing milk so that their bodies think they're always about to give birth even if they're not always pregnant we give them hormones in order to make them keep producing milk over and over again and hopefully they they, they keep getting pregnant if you know to keep the milk going but if they don't we got we got to do it ourselves because those cows jobs is to produce milk for us. That's what, yeah. I, that's what I call it a dairy cow. So as soon as the cow stops producing milk, now it's time to, you know, take Lassie out back and put two in this fucking head. You know? <laughs> that's the way it is. She has no value anymore. We have to kill her. Yeah, exactly. It's sad. <laughs> that's it crazy. is like, there's but no they, they don't produce milk 12 months out of the year just because you cow. keep tugging. If you, it's not going to just keep tugging away. It, it, it's a hormonal thing to cows. Yeah, it's to produce called a liability. <laughs> what am I feeding you hay for no reason? You better squirt that white gold out of your titties, baby. Yeah, Come on now. White gold. Mm. Oh God, is that funny? I mean, and just such a weird thing. I mean, like I, uh, like just if you go to a farm right now, um, there's usually a a plywood shaped cow painted as a cow that has this like big bladder with squeeze yeah like a davis farmland so kids, you can squeeze out David, the water yeah, kids just go oh wow they feel like oh, that's oh, fun, fun. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out i mean i remember coming out a lot a lot higher power than you, you picture it like yeah. almost you're opening up your sink and it's a water faucet no it's like a fucking squirt gun it's like psh, psh, high psi yeah. on that shit yeah Wait, have you ever have you ever milked a real cow yeah one time i did it wasn't that pleasant a real cow well, yeah, well, I wear gloves. You talk about it. I mean, you've been saving this information for the past 20 minutes. No, we did it at, we had that, that like cow. that camp where it was like at a farm. I want to tell you about that camp that I went to, that a farm. I don't know. Pumpa Syndicate so. farm. Oh, Pumpa Syndicate. You milk cows there? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah. Well, we didn't do it. We didn't do it like as a job. They just said like, oh yeah, you can learn about animals or whatever. Um, so here's but, this cow that's pregnant. or just And, I, and I loved cows. cows. It was my favorite season. animal. It, it was unpleasant. Yeah. It was very unpleasant to do. I wouldn't want to have to do it all the time. And I, I just felt like I was hurting it and that it was like going to hit me in the face with its legs or something. I mean, it was fine. It was just being a cow, but I just felt like this is such a weird way of how we get milk is to just like take a bucket and literally just like yank on the things and just squeeze it out like a fucking water balloon. This is weird. Yeah, it's actually weirder than that. You didn't mention one really, really, really key factor of What's what that? you just said is that there's a nine-year-old boy who doesn't has never done this before, squeezing your udders into a bucket. Yeah. That's what you is that into the pail, you know. Into a pail. Is that all of a sudden there's a stranger's like, oh here, oh wow, cow, squeeze this and fucking jerk it, then the yeah. milk comes out. Oh, and um, don't worry, there's a there's a line of like ten of us. <laughs> 
<laughs> ready to do exactly yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. There's a line of other nine-year-old boys yeah. and girls Staring who are just, gonna do the, just grab on this intimate part of this cow and yeah. start milking it. Yeah, that's yeah. the part you forgot. That That's not normal. <laughs> not normal. Not. Because their parents paid money or to, for for <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's where, that's where you're getting the good stuff. Yeah. Wow, mom, we milked a cow today, and the cow is just terrified that there's a nine year old girl just like shaking things. Yeah, and you know they must pick like the oldest cow that's like the most used to bullshit, so it won't get mad. It's like all oh, these little kids yanking on my shit. Like you imagine if a cow had never been milked before ever, and then one little kid comes up and starts grabbing it, it would be like, "What the fuck are you doing to me? Get away yeah, from me!" You're pure torture it's like being waterboarded is my guess for a cow, for a cow. milk boarded milk boarded milk boarded they yeah, put a cheesecloth on your face and just pour milk straight into your fucking esophagus yeah i probably i mean honestly would you rather be milk boarded or waterboarded waterboarded really yeah milk is thicker and also when they leave you there thinking that you survived it you're just gonna have rotting milk drying on your face and hair for a week i'd rather have it be water it might be my only chance to get a shower in a torture scenario well i didn't ask you if you were being tortured for six months straight i asked you if you just had to get waterboarded would you rather them use milk or water? oh i didn't know we're doing it as a stunt i figure when i'm getting <laughs> waterboarded i figure i'm not volunteering for it <laughs> um no if i but... could do one scenario of being waterboarded it would still be water are you kidding me water is yeah. the is the it's the waterboarding is supposed to be one of the worst torches ever. I'm not going to make it more awful by adding in milk. I think that if it was milk, it would be just a one one hundredth of a difference because it would taste like home. It wouldn't taste like home <laughs> and also would associate that taste with torture the rest of your life. And it would be terrible. You would never enjoy milk again. Well, you never enjoy water again. Not true. Not true because water doesn't have any taste or, or flavors that stick into your brain. I disagree. With, I mean, also, do you ever when you taste milk, you don't have that filmy like that, like the the phlegmy, nasally part no. of it. You don't want you're you're already choking on nothing. I get that from orange juice, not milk. It's both for me. For me, it's just orange juice. So milk doesn't feel doesn't feel thick to you. Doesn't make any like the thick like even like I the mean, milky yeah. taste and like the it coats your throat and like everything. You don't feel like that. Like it literally has fat cells and lipids in it. It's coating your entire mouth with fat. Like when you're drinking it. Mm -hmm. um and less so and obviously we'll get into the different kinds no, of it's milk. more viscous than water i'm, I'm highly I'm viscous compared to water yes. yeah highly say, viscous compared to orange juice also yes but the sugar for me is the problem orange juice like it creates this phlegmy thing where i start okay i can right, I gag you. from orange juice but never from milk no see now that's that's much different for me because I, sugar doesn't produce phlegm in my mouth when i when i drink sugary stuff yeah they can be too like sugary but it's not no 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 now I'd rather get waterboarded with OJ than milk if we're gonna if we're gonna go down that road for sure. What's your blood type? Uh, I I B positive. <laughs> I B positive. Okay, all right. Yep. I B positive. Like I don't know what a fucking blood type is, homie. No, I really don't know. I, okay. I'm actually embarrassed that I don't know it. <clears throat> Got it. I'm, I'm, I'm for, for our listeners, it should be on I'm, your license, I think, but I think it's like I, against I agree. HIPAA laws. It's, if you if you fucking screw up, um, yeah, if you're KO'd in the side of the road, it'd be easier yeah, if they could just look at your license and say, This guy no, needs O positive. Official, yeah, I'm um, I am A positive, mm -hmm. maybe yeah, positive. Wants to know. A plus, yeah, a, a plus, um, so uh, blood type cows, um. 
Yeah. So where are we at right now? So we went down a history of. Well, let's get into let's get into humans drinking yeah. milk because yeah. that's where we're at right now. We talked about like the weirdness of having milk all the time and cows producing and stuff like that. But milk is became a worldwide phenomenon. And much like we talk about in other aspects of history, it's like not that. <laughs> a new really good movie uh go on yep right but but unlike the movie that's mass produced and shown around the world people came up with it at different times independently right, so as agriculture you know grew around the world like you know seven thousand years ago in asia they were milking you know goats and cows and things like that but then three thousand years ago in south america they started doing the same thing for the animals that produce milk over there. I'm guessing like llamas and things like that, but they both had the ideas independent of each other. But so milk was like the phenomenon that started around the world, but it started in different locations. People didn't bring milk to the Americas, for example, they were already drinking milk, but it was. So you're saying that this is very much an alien thing, just like the pyramids. I'm saying exactly the opposite of that, but I was, <laughs> I knew you were going to bring that shit up. Aliens brought like, milk. Look, 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 how can you say that Machu Picchu and There's the no pyramids way. are just because every furry animal Giza are not aliens. Now that there are animals all across the world that are all being milked, let's be real. It's a conspiracy. Think about it. Think about it for Think a about it, dude. Think about it, dude. Who would have thought to milk a, a goat and then milk a reindeer in Antarctica? Okay. I mean, come on. <laughs> aliens had to tell you that. Speaking about being the sheep, the sheep are another one of the uh, milk-producing animals of the world, and it makes up about one percent of the global milk market. Sheep milk because it's bad. Sheep milk sucks. Have you ever had it? No. Have you? You've had it? I've had a lot of milk. Well, I'm I'm glad you're on the podcast because I'm not even yeah, particularly of milk. I used to drink milk every day growing up, and I haven't drank milk in probably over a year. I never drink milk at all ever. And I'll drink it if it's like if I put it in coffee. Or if I'm like having a chocolate chip cookie or something, then I'll have it for that. It's like a good pairing. But you will never catch me drinking a glass of milk like solo. It just won't happen. No, right, no. So you've you've no never gone. To, you've never it. gone to Chili's and got a crisp chocolate milk from Chili's. Have I ordered a, a milk from a restaurant? No. <laughs> Not since I could get out of my own high chair at the restaurant have I ordered a milk at a restaurant. I'll get that out of the way right now. I'm gonna say something controversial right now. Please. Are you ready? I'm buckled in. And again, please comment if you agree. Um, but Outback Steakhouse <laughs> has the best chocolate milk. Really? They know what they're doing with chocolate milk. Well, I know how Compared I do milk. You're the chocolate chilies aspect of to it. Applebee's to, um, all right, sorry. Yeah, to, to most restaurants, Outback Steakhouse is doing something different with the chocolate milk. Hmm. And, and someone had to say it on a podcast. I just, well, I'm, I gl I'm glad you're getting into the truth out there. People need to know. Yeah. The folks need to and know. By far, um, the best yeah. chocolate milk is at Out, as, is, is at Outback State House. That also gets into what I think about milk for like what I view it as now. I'm not knocking milk, bar none, obviously. I'm saying that my feelings about it, much like your orange juice feelings, that like, isn't that the reason why you put chocolate milk and strawberry milk? It's like you just want to drink ice cream, right? It's just drinking ice cream. Yeah. It's not as bad for you if it's like liquidy more. So people are like, I want to have chocolate milk. I'm like, aren't you just having the chocolate ice cream melted with more water? All right. And you're I'm going to say this it? right now. So you're right. Right. How's that for controversial? You're drinking ice cream every day. How about that? You're right. But you're also talking to a co-podcaster. I am. Who 
who does drink chocolate milk, but it's wildly different than the Outback one. Uh-huh. <laughs> this, is, this is my favorite chocolate milk. I go to... Um, you, you don't go Nesquik, do you? Nope. That's you amateur hour. Nes- no, and, but Nesquik's good. Um, Yoohoo is the biggest load of fucking... Well, Yoohoo is chocolate ever. water, right? There's not even milk in it. Is yeah, that true? It's, it's actually... Um, if you can keep it on a shelf at room temperature, there's no milk in it. Dude, Yuhu is is water plus chemicals. There's no cocoa powder. There's no chocolate. It's just yeah. It just it's just a, a, it's like drink. a it's like a it's basically like a fruit drink, but instead of fruit, they use like um, artificial chocolate flavor instead of it's like bad. grape flavor. Well, I was at I was at a pizza place and I was like, oh, Yuhu, that looks really really good. I had good memories from that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And then I drank it. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Um, yeah. I just for some reason thought that it was different like a creamy chocolate nice chocolate milk drink why wouldn't you that's what they set you up for that's why only kids drink it because they can trick kids into thinking that i don't think that's your fault at all they want you to think that then you grow up and you think oh yeah you who's like chocolate milk it's like fucking nest quicker but it's like no it's not like you said yeah it's not it's the worst thing ever um they can only sell it to kids so i love ice cream i love milk um we'll get into the history of when me and you first first had milk soon um <laughs> i don't but, remember my uh, first milk I, I remember, I remember i'd that. have to go to a therapist i think if i did yeah i i agree with that but post first milk like when your first conscious glass of milk not mm-hmm. getting milked not milked but like getting milking someone else you know like there's more to this but anyways um my my whole point here is that my favorite. So you're talking. So again, the, the reason that we're talking about milk to get today is because it's funny. Please tell me why. Yeah, because I still don't know why we're talking about it. Joe, what do we do when we see each other when we don't see each other? Not, nothing milk related. I know that. We stare at Think each other. Again. Think <laughs> again. I don't know. I'm already on board. I'm fully milked up. I'm fully milked I know up. You're I, milked I just up, want you to tell me why we're doing a podcast on milk right now. Besides that you drank raw milk this week and you liked it. Is that the only reason why? I've been drinking raw milk since 2016, honey. Um, oh, no, I'm not saying you just started doing it now. I'm saying you recently, it's like me having a good slice of pizza last Friday and saying, you know what we should do a podcast on? Pizza. <laughs> Because milk is it'd be funny. Pizza's Dude, funny. You know it's a funny scene in the movie? This what? is why. Um, in Inglorious Bastards, uh, the the guy, he goes to the farm and then he asks for a glass of milk and he drinks a glass of milk and says, This is a nice glass of milk. That guy who's a good actor. Merci. Christoph yeah, it's ridiculous, but he orders a glass of milk and you see him slowly 
Drake yeah, it's milk disgusting. And milk. It's absolutely milk. disgusting. Yeah. I'm sipping that milk. That's why I'm not, that's why we're having a podcast because of that scene in that <laughs> fucking movie. Because all right, all right, all right. milk when 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 people are drinking alcohol in movies, that's uh-huh. great. Or so they're drinking water or fucking whatever the hell. That's played out. They always do that. They always do. But that the shit. funniest scenes or the most interesting, like, oh, what in the hell's going on? Is milk. Name uh-huh. one TV show where there's an entire wedding with punch bowls full of milk. Name it. Uh, always sunny in Philadelphia. Yes. But it's, it's only because of that other thing we just talked about before. It's, it's because funny. the McPoyles drink milk exclusively. The McPoyles so at drink At the McPoyle milk. wedding, they have milk in the punch bowl. Yes. It, again, disgusting. It just, it just reeks of like sour, thick mammal juice just all over the place. Room temperature yeah, just culturizing in the room. Oh, yeah. That's how I you get things like cheese and yogurt. You just like set out that nice white liquid and let it rot and get all chunky and then just eat it later. You know, I'm never fucking eating oh, dairy again after this podcast. I'm getting grossed out. <laughs> I'm getting it's grossed gross. out. It's gross. It's fucking and, and gross. And as kids, you don't think about this, but yeah, the McPoyle's well, wedding. Well, you don't know any better. Full of pictures, McPoyle's wedding. I'll they're just drinking milk and they have milk <laughs> mustaches. Yeah. And the whole wedding is a dry wedding, but only has milk. But- He's nuts. <laughs> What's the half say? Here, have a sip. Read from the cow's titty. You love it. No, Bugle, no. I gotta get out of here, okay? Shit is going no, crazy. No, don't go in. Party's just starting. You gotta have some. Come on, try it. Come on, loosen you up a bit and make your butthole hot. How is drinking a glass of milk going to loosen me up, Bill? I, I spiked the milk with methylene dioxypyrovalerone. What? It is bath salts. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like coke and uh, acid and, and the meth all yeah, combined. It's yeah, awesome. I get it. So everyone here is on bath salts? <sighs> yeah, pretty much. Oh my god. Milk, it, yeah. There's no other fluid that is funnier than milk at a wedding i i agree with that milk is probably the funniest it's probably the funniest drink just because of all the weird shit you can do like milk mustaches spilt milk it's like there's so much connotation with it mm -hmm. i mean i didn't even think about the fact that we have an ongoing feud of leaving gallons of milk on each other's cars thank you i was into that i was saying all right right, why do we have a milk thing i don't know where that came from Oh, sorry. It did come from you. Something. Did it? Of course, it was your idea to do milk, just like the podcast. Idea. So on the Dylan Joe Basin podcast, me and Joe, um, if we are in the same town, this is just in real life, though. It's in the podcast. I didn't even mention in the podcast. I told Joe, I was so mad at him one day. We were pissed off each other that I was, was going to winter. Milk. I was going to put milk on your car in the winter. And, so I thought it was. Um, I thought you were gonna pour milk and it was gonna freeze on my windshield like a nice icy dairy cream, dairy queen on my fucking windshield there. But I know better because it would get into your vents and you would never. You would yeah. always. That's not I would, funny. I would I mean, curse you every time I, I turn my ignition. And, but I'm not. It's funny, but that is actually like human torture. I'm not doing that. So, so me and Joe put a gallon of milk on top of the person's car every time that we're in that area. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Mm-hmm. That's also part of the reason why I haven't left it in a while, because if you're not around in the summertime, you can't leave a gallon of milk outside in the hot summer sun for two days. It's just giving someone a chore to do, you know? Yes, you can. And I don't want to waste. I mean, it's fun dropping the milk off and it's extra funny when people see it. Like the time that I dropped it off and you were working on your car, you didn't see me and I just left didn't see <laughs> and you were right there. I thought, <laughs> but, yeah, but I knew you'd find it soon enough. I just didn't want to. You know, it's, it's the perfect balance between funny and annoying and not cruel and fucking weird because I don't want you to have to get rid of a rotten gallon of milk. That's not funny to me. 
funny to me is you finding the milk in a place I didn't expect you to see it. And then you're like, oh, look at this. I have a whole gallon of milk. It's unwieldy. It's weird. It's funny. But I don't want yeah. like a big rotten mess for you to get rid of like my trash. You know, but It's not bad. So, all right. So if you do this next time and have to have this thought process in your head, mm-hmm. um, if you go on my TikTok, I have no idea what my name is. Oh, at Garden Martian. Um, there you go, folks. Add him on TikTok. Yeah. At Garden Martian on TikTok. Um, every time you, every time he makes a TikTok, it's good. Not all, not all the ones he suggests are good, but all the ones he makes are very good. I recommend all. We put all some of them. thought to these, and um, there's one where my my mom put uh, for some reason in the winter a gallon of milk on her front step and forgot about it. So like three or four months later, I was like, all right, I want to get rid of this. So I I, I poured it all over my garden animals animals. <laughs> Where her garden animals and it was funny and it was chunky, chunky milk. Had to be right. But it wasn't bad. That's actual rotten milk. And it was it was okay because you're putting it on your lawn. Yeah, just don't drink it. Yeah. Don't 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 drink that, trust me. So so anyway, so um Joe, where do you want to go with this milk conversation? Because we have we've gone over like our milk experiences. Um as a child, what um What's your first milk experience you can remember? Uh, I, I think as far back as I can go, it's at dinner time, and I didn't finish my milk. And it's like, finish your milk. And you're like, ah, <laughs> oh, I'm not hungry. I'm not thirsty. Like, just finish it and make you grow big and strong. I like earliest memory. I still like to milk a lot more when I was a kid than I do now. But it was basically saying, like, when you go to dinner, when you sit down to dinner, it would be whatever's for dinner and then a glass of milk. And then you have to finish the glass of milk before dinner's over. Or you can't leave the table. That's my earliest memory of it, as far as it goes. Yeah, that's a solid American memory. Mm-hmm. It's a very. I, I wonder how many kids are going through that this year. I'd say probably eighty percent less than when we were kids. It's not that yeah. much of a time jump, and we're not that old. We're getting older. But we're not that old, but like yeah, from not- nineteen ninety to twenty twenty, I bet eighty percent less of kids are drinking milk now, drinking cow's milk. Eighty percent. 80. I, uh, let's go. Well, I'm thinking basically of growing up in New England and people who um, actually believe in uh, health practices and science and don't just put butter in their kids' fucking cereal. So uh, maybe we'll go 70, 70%. Wow. Okay. I, I'm different. I think very differently. I just don't know any kids who drink milk at all. I don't know any children who drink milk. It's weird. How many like, kids do you know? Uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. Joe well, like, one I, I know, I know. 80% of kids don't drink milk. I see there's babies and, and there's like toddlers, yep. but I don't, I don't see any like six year old kids go like sitting down for dinner and having a glass of milk. Like they have water. If, if their parents are being strict, they have like juicer, they have like terrible. seltzer. I know it's fucking oh, lame. It's like, it's like hippie. Fucking dude, dude, you think people yeah. are buying milk from whole foods to give it to their kids? They're not, they're not, they're fucking not. They just aren't. Kids aren't drinking milk. All right. I hope they are too. I I love the tradition of of making kids drink milk. It's hilarious. And, you know, it really is beneficial for when you're growing. It's just not as beneficial after you're already grown. Unless you drink raw milk and we're not going to get that yet, but we'll get there. um, Trust me, plenty. I got a whole podcast on raw milk. I'm going to give you a little snippet. This Um, is your podcast on raw milk, by the way. So fucking get get it all out I want two podcasts, Joe. I want one for milk and one for raw milk. That's absolutely insane. 
I'd rather do one on chocolate milk separately than raw milk, you maniac. This is your raw milk podcast, by the way. This chocolate is it. Raw milk. You're in it. Um, Enjoy it while it lasts. I'm enjoying it. Much like best. a glass of milk that sits out for more than 20 minutes. I'd drink that. Um, so, sure you would. Um, so uh, my first milk experiences is that I was obsessed with milk when I could, I, I, when I first still are came online. I still love milk. Milk was fucking awesome. I was like a vegetarian for a little bit, huge waste of time. And then I thought it would solve something, did nothing. When was um, that? You went from your first milk experience to being a vegetarian. That couldn't have been the same I'm just time saying period. is that I went, I went uh, full milk for like, uh, like 23 21 years ish mm -hmm. and then i decided to be like anti animal products and that's then, vegan then right because i mean you, you can be vegetarian uh, and still no, drink milk because like so vegan is like you don't chew gum because there's an ingredient in gum that is a synthesized version no, as in vegan you don't consume any products produced by animals and by animals it means by like they would put animal bones in a, some sort of ingredient. Yeah, in so that's animals. No, no. So, but like vegetarian like, just means you don't consume meat, right? But um, you can but you can you can milk, eat cheese, drink milk, you can chew gum if you're vegetarian. But if you're vegan, you can't do any of those things. But I wasn't a vegan because there was I had exceptions. I would I would not drink. Right. Milk so you weren't anything. You were your own thing. You were your I, own I, crazy I idea chicken. of whatever it was, right? Yeah, it was my own thing. It was like I didn't. I didn't do milk. I didn't do red meat. I didn't do bacon, but I did chicken, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't do like whatever the fuck. Anyway. So like I had some experience of that stuff. And then I also been gluten-free and all these other bullshit things. And it's all a waste of time. Um, okay. but, um, <clears throat> but my whole point is, um, no idea where I'm going with this. Well, let's get back to your we'll, first milk experiences. What, yes. What's your first okay, memory so of milk? My first memory of milk is that like, I just, I would go open my refrigerator and then open the cap and drink the milk from the fucking <laughs> yeah bottle. right from the bottle yeah right from the bottle because that's nice in the morning. I, like, it is right if you zoom out a lot, it is a gross thing to nice. do. But but there's one of the few pleasures in life is being a kid and just drinking the milk right out of the fucking bottle. right out of the fucking source. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's good stuff. I wouldn't want to take that away from anybody. The source, the source, the glass bottle in my fridge that's traveled three thousand miles in fitchburg they have glass bottles because in marlboro they didn't no no i was i was talking oh. more about how most people drank milk when, I, when we grew up wasn't glass bottles was milk yeah yeah, we had yeah you're talking about like our grandmother's time when there was actually a milk yeah, man and you put back bed. out the the, the the six pack of glass yeah. bottles when they refill it that was a little before our time i i think that most was people broad. our age didn't have that was that. all raw yeah um yeah but no for me it was just drinking the hood gallon it was really good but my, mm -hmm. my first like memorable experience people know is that I drank. So my siblings liked orange juice more than milk. So my mom would make us make popsicles and they chose orange juice and they had orange juice popsicles. No, it saved no. money. This is a one. This is an actual fact. I'm not saying no because the orange juice thing. I'm saying no because I know where this is going. Dude, you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea where this is going. <laughs> All right, I'll let you know if I guess right after you continue. Go ahead. Okay. If I guess, if I'll you be guess honest. Right, I'll be honest. If you, guess, uh, um. if you guess right, then I owe you a milk. <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'll interrupt you. A white Russian? Maybe a white Russian? 
I could do that. Sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make you. Uh, I, we will either go to a bar, and I, I owe you a white Russian if oh, you get wow. this right. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see. There's no way that you're going to get this right. Okay. Good. So, they, my siblings, my two siblings at the time, made um, OJ popsicles. Mm-hmm. Um, so, because my mom wanted us to make, you know, cheap, fun summer popsicles. It is and, fun, yeah. My mom used to have us fill up the, the remember those plastic cups full of pink lemonade? Freeze it, take a yeah. spoon, Italian ice, delicious. Italian ice, easy. Yep. Two redheaded Irish people making Italian. <laughs> it's country time lemonade in a plastic cup, freeze it, take a spoon. Yep. Same thing, make right? We're going to buy a, fucking, a $10 thing of sorbet or a $2 thing of Irish. <laughs> the genuinely almost 100% Irish crowd, Italian ice right there. Scooping away. <laughs> When it gets a little half, half liquid, half ice. Oh man, it's nine degrees outside, just chomping away. All right, making fun of the Irish aside, um, I'm mostly Irish, and that is fucking not bullshit. It's fucking great. Um, <laughs> it's delicious. I know you've had it because we used to have it like at my house. Yes. You and Brian would come over. Eat. It's delicious. Yeah, it's amazing. It's fucking. Awesome. I should make it. I should make it right now. I don't know what I'm. So doing. the Irish Italian ice is what Joe made. Um, <laughs> My brother and sister made orange, orange juice popsicles, popsicles yeah. and I made 100% whole milk popsicles. <laughs> All right. You owe me a white Russian. All right. I owe you a white Russian. I know. I because think it's the <laughs> <laughs> So fucking nasty, dude. So whole milk fucking Just licking popsicle. away at a, at a milk popsicle. <laughs> and it takes a little longer to freeze than orange juice does, but it still uh, does freeze. Yeah. yeah. Milk and it, when it's melting and you're you're catching the drips, it's nice cold milk. But nice. it's mostly water, I'd imagine. When you when it's free, when it's melting, when you when you yeah. get to the, the 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 you know the fruity center, it's all the 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 sugar and the lipids that are still caught in there. And then the water melts first. Uh, I, I can't say. So you're right. So like you're licking the outside, and it's mostly just ice. Yeah, it's all ice melting. The milk, the real milky part of it, area. is not going to melt. It's not the it's, like it's it almost like it's like um like a frozen bunch of like rubber liquid. Like it's not like a yeah. What well, was like biting into that? Do you ever bite into it when it gets soft and get a nice? I chunk don't bite of... into ice cream. But what about a popsicle though? When it gets soft, you don't you don't ever bite it. Fucking you just keep licking. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not, I don't belong in a mental institution. I'm not biting ice cream. Well, it's not ice cream. It's a little bit different. I'll tell you right now. Cause it's I don't, I don't bite ice cream either. Cause popsicle. ice cream is soft enough where it melts in your mouth. But when you, when you have ice things like a popsicle, it's ice in your mouth. So do you just lick it so that. frequently that it melts? That's like a thousand ways. It's like a Tootsie Pop. You lick, 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 lick. At some point you get to the part where you have to turn not, the dude, stick over. You're comparing a Tootsie Pop to a firecracker. You're not, you're not you're not well like that's not you can't well, do well that. again a firecracker is more ice cream than a tootsie pop is but when you freeze orange juice in the fridge i don't know about milk because i never did it and you take it out that's more like a popsicle than ice cream it's literally your ice so you're you have a frozen water for the most part and, you, and you're crunching down on it it's not like a soft you know creamy thing which i guess the milk popsicle might be like because it's a lot like ice cream yeah but you just mentioned having like your ears have a thing like now you can eat ice with your teeth and not have a brain freeze or a teeth freeze no i don't like i don't like eating ice but when i get to the po- i don't just exclusively lick an entire popsicle until it's disappeared let's put it that way i don't just suck on the entire thing 
I when it gets soft heart. enough, when it's like halfway down, I'll like take a chunk out of it. And I'm not going like this. I'm going like, like I'll take a chunk out of it with my teeth and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll chew it around my mouth like a, like a candy or something like that. Really? But I won't, I won't, I won't just use my tongue to dissolve an entire firecracker length popsicle. No, that must take so long. I have to do a lick it so fast to dissolve it all away. It's going to yeah. melt faster than you can eat it. I haven't had a firecracker. Lick. I haven't had a firecracker in like. Let's take the popsicle, a popsicle, frozen ice, like, like a popsicle. Because even firecracker is a little bit more dense. It's more like sorbet. Maybe I'll slowly break popsicles. it off and like get it back in the back area where it's not as sensitive. But my front's not good. But yeah, I don't enjoy biting on firecracker. Cool I just suck like this for like thirty minutes, and it goes and eventually goes away. No, but it, in the meantime, it's melting all <laughs> over your fucking hand and all over your shirt. Obviously, not you if can't, you're at the right you angle. Can't suck it fast and oh, you have to tilt your head back. <laughs> yes, that's how you do it, dude. All right, all right. I'm getting. I'm getting off topic here i'm sorry i had a little to off this is about this is about milk joe yeah it's about milk let's get back to the let's get back to the frozen milk with a stick in it that you're enjoying yes let's do it so um so yeah so i drank fro i, I made frozen milk popsicles and they were they weren't something i really enjoyed but it was something i did right it was your version of this is what i want i get yeah. that i get that being a kid being like what what do you want for your version you go i like milk i want the milk one and when yeah. you're a kid, you don't realize that it doesn't translate. You just figure they like orange juice. I like milk. They want orange juice. Yeah. I want milk. Yeah. My mom was cool. And she was like, all right, dude, uh, they're. Yeah, go ahead. Learn for yourself how gross this can. is. <laughs> I can't convince you. Goes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that is. Well, uh, what do you think of a quick uh, commercial break? Sure. So we're going to take a commercial break. We'll see you guys in a second. Basis or um, marijuana in, uh, in in South America is not called oh, marijuana, which is a marijuana. Marijuana is a South American word, but they call it something else. Um, she wasn't. Is it Chiba? <laughs> no, that's just another uh, slang weed thing. They call it a doobie, brother. Ever heard of it, man? <laughs> yeah, man. So um, all right, let's get back. Let's get back. Let's on get back to it. We're talking about milk in different languages. Um, <laughs> we'll cut that whenever, whatever we need to. Do. Yep. So um, we talked about milking things. We talked about our milk experiences. Um, and then, uh, so you can- You want to talk about pasteurization then we can hit then we can hit raw milk because it's, it's in direct it. opposition to raw milk. It is. So as you guys know, you go to the, you go to Whole Foods or Market Basket, Price Shop or Market, you know, um, Walmart. whatever you have, Walmart, uh, fucking- um, Stein Mart in North Carolina, wherever you. Some want of to you go. maniacs probably buy milk from a gas station, which they do gas have milk station. there. And then if you're in Florida, which a lot of our listeners are, it's Publix. Um, Publix, yep, yep. Um, you get a couple of options of milk, and it is skim, one percent, two percent, and whole. And that is the gun. The Mount Rushmore of having milk. Yes. I don't get what you're saying about the Mount Rushmore thing, but you have multiple. I don't know. There's four different kinds. They're like the they're like the heavy yeah, hitters. Yeah, that's a good. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so what happens to modern day milk? And this was the modern day milk was invented in um, after there was a lot of illness uh, from raw milk, essentially, which was which was milk for uh, what forty thousand years. 
when we were. Well, let's milking. take it easy on the forty thousand. Let's say, let's say, let's be conservative and a little bit in the middle. Let's say that it's say six thousand. Since we can provably say that humans were cultivating milk from animals to drink, six thousand. Let's say maybe seven thousand. Okay, let's not say forty thousand. No. Seven thousand. So let's just say that for six thousand years we've been drinking milk mm-hmm. in the raw form. Indeed. And. Then all of a sudden, as most things went, industrialization happened. And then we decided mm-hmm. that there was a war on raw milk because if you do oh, it, Okay, there we go. Now we're getting into it. We're getting into it. There was a if war you, on raw milk because the man took over, not because no one owned any cows anymore and you couldn't just have your neighbor give you milk. That's, that's why they had to change it because you didn't yeah. just get milk that day, right? We'll get into it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not interrupting yeah, you. Yeah, we're, 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 we're getting into it. So I just had, we, to, I just had, to, I had start, to fight back with the, the war yeah. against raw milk when There's, the machines took We're not getting the but, war yet, but overall for- well, the war for against most, dying for, kids, I'll fight that war. All right, most, anyways, go ahead. Most of human history has been about raw milk and raw milk is taken Indeed. right from the udder, put into a bottle- Gone through like a, a cheesecloth thing. Why even put it in a bottle? Go right from udder to mouth if you can. Get the freshest if you, you can. can get. Why not? That's fine. Nice, so, hot, udder fresh milk. Udder fresh milk. And a, yeah, you maybe into a, a pail first, but whatever. If you want to go right from the teat, good. But won't judge you. I would probably prefer it to be cooled down. I do like my milk a little bit cold, not not exactly hot. Uh, no warm milk. But um, so what happened was is that throughout that process, um, there was a lot of lack. Best example is hot dogs in the Industrial Revolution. Hot dogs were, um, at that time, there was almost no regulation on hot dogs. So hot dogs were filled with a casing, which was come from like intestines. Lips and assholes. Lips and assholes. And they would just grind up any sort of biological matter coming from that animal, put in there. And if there were rats and fucking mice and shit, they'd put them in the fucking... The, the machine then also all your hot dog. it's a hot dog it's just full of stuff and they would just have fillers and those fillers were really bad things mm-hmm. um but there was no regulation so people didn't even know what the hell they're eating right so the same thing with milk is that um it was a similar standard where there just were no standards it was just that this is the milk and then people got the idea that they could make money from milk so they started to mass produce milk raw and put it at your doorstep but there just wasn't any mandates from the fda or in other countries, whatever else they have um, Mm -hmm. on milk and it became unregulated and people got sick. This is what happens when you have biological matter coming from biological matter. Mm -hmm. Uh, You get diseases, you get your bacteria and viruses that come through there, especially coming out of the udders of of things that produce antibodies. So, um, and and antibodies and the opposite, which would be things that antibodies fight, pathogens. Um, so, so after a while, people started to get botulism, um, from, from milk, um, and other diseases from milk and, and botulism then, or, um, is what is from, uh, that bacteria that produces it, that actual, uh, the same toxic chemical that they use in Botox, which is the, the cutesy word for botulism toxin is one of the most toxic substances that humans know about. It, it actually causes paralysis in yeah. in um in the tissue that is um uh what's the word here it's it's tissue that you so like when you think that you want to use an organ like to breathe 
it paralyzes that. So your lungs get paralyzed. Yeah, your parasympathetic nervous system. But yeah, basically what it does is it, it blocks the, so you have an axons and the dendrites in your nerve cells that are sending those signals. It actually blocks the axons of all your nerve endings. So every time the nerve signals are trying to go through your body, whether it is, you know, voluntary movements like touching your face or breathing or your heart beating, or you, it, it just stops all that. And then you can no longer use your nerve endings. And if you can't use your nerves, you're, you're out, you are dead. That's yeah. it. Yeah. It's not no, good. That's bad. Not, not good. It's real bad. And that's Full the paralysis. example, but the other examples are things like E. Coli and mm -hmm. other things that just cause digestive issues and uh, other bacterial infections. So, well, I mean, now, now something... those things cause digestive issues for us, but things like uh, listeria and E. coli for many years were not just, oh, I have an upset tummy. I need to see the doctor and I need to diarrhea a little bit. There could be a death sentence for a lot of people. All those pathogens that are feasting upon this biological substance, they killed many people, whether it's diphtheria, whether it's, um, like I said, even, even things like the plague bacteria like Ethereum and shit like that, they all can feed off of this milk and people are just drinking this nice, basically frap of bacteria that were surviving yeah. off of the substance, drinking right down their gullet. And next thing you know, your kid's dead and they're supposed to grow big and strong. We got an issue yeah. here. So the government decided that this is a problem and we're going to do something about this. Mm -hmm. um, and it started as most things in the fifties when in fifties and sixties, when, um, they want industrialization kind of started to get more educated and said like, all right, we you mean the 1850s months. and 60s when they started pasteurizing things. Yeah. So the first pasteurization, um, I it have, wasn't until the early 1900s, right? Uh, when it was like serious. So the first glass bottle packaging was in the 1870s, mm -hmm. um, by the New York dairy company. Um, but uh, as far as pasteurization, in America. Was, yeah, I, I don't actually have a date on that. Do you have a date? Well, Louis, I have a, when it was first started, yeah, well, Louis Pasteur basically um, started to make it a more common idea. And in the late 1800s, people started adopting it. He's from France. So they started adopting that process there. But like, like, but like you were saying that they didn't actually make it on an industrial level until much later. Um, like you said, more into like the 1900s and shit like that. Uh, I would say, yeah. but there's definitely mass produced pasteurized milk before that, but the, you wouldn't know everyone who had it because like you said, most people were just getting milk from a, a local source and it was raw. They weren't getting pasteurized milk on a, a massive level like we are now. Yeah. yeah but exactly. the process had been around for 50 years before that. It just wasn't being used. And even more. Way. So the first, uh, the, the inventor of yeah, Louis, Louis Pasteur in 1863. Mm -hmm. That's did, why they call it, it pasteurized. Invented, I always yeah, thought it was because cows go to a pasture to eat grass. Like that's pasteurized. A really good, wow, that is interesting. But it's actually just because his name is Louis Pasteur. So it's pasteurized. It could have been colonized if it was my name. Hey. Oh, yeah. Joke. Oh, my God. Are but, you a milk person? Are you a <laughs> descendant of milkers? Uh, colonizers. I'm a descendant of them. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm good. Take it easy, folks. But uh, yeah, no, I just, <laughs> I always thought it was pasture. Like it's a pasture, you know? But no, it's, it has yeah. nothing to do with the pasture. It has to do with his name being pasture. Yeah. And the reason that Louis Pasteur invented pasteurization is because it had to do with wine. So um, he developed That's this right. It was originally for wine, not milk. Yeah. He developed this, this method while on summer vacation in Arbois in France. 
and oh, he yeah. he wanted it was simply not to do with like pathogens or things like that he wanted mm. to frequent the acidity of local wines so he decided that he was going to uh heat uh younger wines so again we're talking a year old or less mm. um to uh 140 degrees for a brief time to kill microbes um and that mm. wine could but, age... but at the time people were not the scientific community was not all on board with germ theory and a lot of scientists still thought that spontaneous creation was part of what why pathogens would be created. They were first finding out by using that microscope that there was these little things that existed on all kinds of surfaces and they could be the reason why you're getting your sick. But it was still, for most people, they believed that when you had a culture, which is when you put uh, bacteria in a dish and you see it grow, they thought it was literally just, it would just grow out of the air. Like it just became, yeah. whatever it was cursed or whatever. All these scientists thought that. And- Louis Pasteur wasn't just a guy who was like having fun on vacation. And, you know, he dipped his peanut butter in some chocolate and said, oh, here's a Reese cup. Like he was a biological scientist and he was one of the people who was mainly involved with pushing germ theory forward. Yeah. And pasteurization was a huge step for people understanding that there's little tiny things in the stuff you eat and it makes you die. So let's yeah. fucking stop having happening. Well, and, and, and even less than that before he got to that theory was that he did he he created pasteurization as a way from preventing wine and beer from going sour. So he said, mm -hmm. if we boil, but before the wine and beer is like really wine and beer, let's boil it essentially, mm -hmm. but not fully boil it, but just let's kill that stuff that you mentioned. So yeah. over time, the wine and beer won't go bad or, you know, again, it's a big, yeah, it increases the, wine the shelf beer, life. Wine and beer her. is a big Petri dish uh, mm -hmm. over time. Um, so I mean, without, without a Petri dish, you can't even make wine and beer. The exactly. whole idea of fermentation yeah. requires living yeah. organisms to be in there. So you're, you're kind of, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound at that point. You can't yeah. have beer without bacteria and you can't have, you know, or yeast and you can't have, you know, yeah. clean drinking water without getting rid of it. So you're, you're at an impasse yeah. here. Yeah. And God knows what in the 1800s, what like water quality was without filtering or through carbon and uh, other stuff like, I mean, there's a reason why they call it that the white, uh, what are they called? The white alcohol oh, or what they called? No, 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 no. It's called the, uh, it's called the, uh, the, the, the virtuous white liqueur. It, it, yeah, exactly. And the same reason why the pilgrims drank beer is because that the alcoholic content staved off that infection. And even though they were still swilling, you know, millions of bacteria every time, it wasn't as many as the harmful kinds because it wasn't as prevalent. But People need fluted, like even in today, water. Like, I remember it. some girls in our middle school class that would be like, oh yeah, we went to Mexico for our like summer vacation, wherever it was. And, and someone got diarrhea because they drank the water. Like this water. is still a thing. So like, yeah, exactly. So pasteurization um, started from again, Louis Pasteur in the 1800s to just remove those bacteria by boiling it. So, um, mm -hmm. so today you have, if you go by hood milk, um, at one skim, 1%, 2% or whole milk. Um, it has to do with the fact that it's pasteurized first. So it's boiled down, which kills mm -hmm. off a lot of things, including vitamin, vitamins and minerals and vitamin D is a big one. Um, and it's uh, also not, 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 not all pat. The reason why that pasteurization doesn't get to that exact point, it doesn't actually bring it to the point to get rid of all the bacteria. There's a lot of bacteria that still remain in there. And a lot of the proteins and enzymes stay in the milk. There is a process. No, it gets rid of so no, no, no. There's a process where you can flash heat it to the point where it gets rid of most of the enzymes, proteins, and the vitamins. And they actually 
add them in later when they do that because it's like you know flash fried milk basically but pasteurization does not get rid of the vitamins and the protein like all the shit that you want to be in there is still in there most of it's not it's not uh, most of it probably is but but a lot of it is not it does get rid of these things yeah like diphtheria but jesus christ no no but like more more than that like probiotics and that type of stuff a lot of it goes away Probiotics is another version of saying that bacteria that you want to drink. That's what probiotics is. But it removes, it does remove a lot of that. Like, yeah. So the bacteria that you want to drink, it gets rid of some of that. That's true. It does. It definitely does. So pasteurization is the most thing that is like very, very different compared to raw milk. It does remove a good. I'd say it's the sole difference. If I was so bold. It is. is. But, but so there's two things. There's also homogenization. So your yes. milk is homogenized, that, yeah. pasteurized. So mm-hmm. pasteurization removes a lot of things. And then in today's milk, they add them back in as different, um, you know, like again, vitamin D is a good example. They add more vitamin D because it get, removes a lot of it. And they add more A and C and other vitamins to make milk a ultimate like mineral drink. Yeah, they call um, it fortifying, which is like a marketing term for yeah. adding vitamins into yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. So homogenizing is very interesting because um, raise your hand if you drink raw milk. Okay, just one of us. So um, <laughs> no, no, the, the listeners might have raised their hands too. We don't they know. might, they might too. But um, there's about a hundred thousand of us per week in the U.S. who drink raw milk, and I am one of them. That's it. So holy yes. shit, that's even less than I thought. 100,000 out of 300 plus million Americans drink raw milk. Well, you can imagine there's probably used to be like 500,000, but they're all fucking dead. They shit themselves. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyways, but the thing is that to be, we're not going to get there yet, but we'll get there in a second. We'll get to raw milk in a second. But, um, but the thing, so homogenization is very interesting because it puts it, um, so you have pasteurization. That's all good, but that's still going to cause the milk to separate from the bottle. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you still have like that the 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 fats in the the water part of it. Just like we talked about um last week with the, the different oils on sitting on top of the water. Yeah. If you let it sit, the cream will rise to the top. It's not just a yeah. phrase about, you know, society. It's literally about milk. The cream rises to the yeah. top, the water yeah. goes to the bottom, and people are drinking a glass of milk and they're getting all cream and the bottom's just, you know, regular yeah. water. They want it to be all milk. How do we do that? Yeah, exactly. So they, they put it through like this really intense process that breaks down those lipids and fats and molecules and makes them all bind to each other. So the milk is consistent all the way through. When I get my raw milk, the top layer is still cream every single time. And it's interesting because I've called right. um, my raw milk provider um, at uh, the Rising Tide Natural His name's Foods. Ted. He's got three cows. <laughs> Well, I've got two places that uh, that milk A2 Jersey cows organically who go in the pasture and eat organic grass-fed. They're organic grass-fed A2 Jersey cows. Mm-hmm. Um, free-range under, cows. Uh, I don't know if they're free-range, but I'm assuming they are. But they... Um, well, they, they don't hook them up to the milking machine and they don't they don't lock them in a cage, right? So that's, No, that's but they still range. have a milk... They still use a milking machine and they still do um, things they a lot do. that way. But I'll tell, you about, I'll tell you about raw milk cows versus... Um, uh, commercial cows in a minute because there's a big difference. So, mm-hmm. um, so homogenization is that they they basically put that milk through this like process that breaks down those fats so it all binds to each other. So your milk when you go to the grocery store is is all the same. It's two percent, one percent, or skim, and there's no, the there's, no there's no cream at the top. But if you right. buy raw milk, that cream is still there. 
And if you, and that's why skim milk is it called skim milk because they skim the cream off the top and just leave you with the bottom. Mm-hmm. That's why it tastes the most like water. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so that's uh, the process of homogenization is homogenizing. Uh, yeah, they all like, the, the longer version of saying it is saying it's homogeneous. Like ho- yeah. homogenizing is homogeneizing. I mean, it, it's all of the same gene of the same milk. I mean, it's all the same thing. As opposed yeah. to like heterogeneous, meaning it's like all separated in different parts, meaning the same versus different. You might yeah. know those suffix or prefixes from homo versus hetero normative <laughs> or sexual. Those are the more famous versions of those words. Yep. Yeah, exactly. The same homo idea is, though. Homo make is the, the waddle all the same or make it different. Yep, exactly. So homogenizing doesn't really seem to be a problem in my mind just because you're just breaking it breaking the whole thing down into a way that makes them all bind to each other yeah you're not adding Um, or subtracting from the actual content right exactly the pasteurization process does remove a good majority of the things that made us who we were over the past you know ten thousand years seven thousand years whatever you want to call it um and again, uh, breast milk from humans is not pasteurized or homogenized. It's just not. It comes. <laughs> no, no, no. If it was, I'd be concerned. Why are they putting so much industrial might into changing breast milk? Into... <laughs> because breast milk is used to raise infants, which is the purpose for it in nature and how it's used. It has worked very well. For... Yeah. Now that way you could say you could say 50,000 years, 100,000 years for that as far as humans go. That's been used throughout before yeah, they ever grabbed a cow udder, they, so, they were taking uh, breast milk for sure. Exactly. So that's all, moderate. All milk is breast milk, by the way. But we say breast milk, you know, we're talking about human milk. And when we say milk, you know, we're talking about cow milk, just for the yeah. for the generalization. Or goat milk or reindeer milk. Right. But we'll say that, though. We'll say reindeer milk if we mean milk. <laughs> yep. And, uh, and, and each milk is a little different. Um, goat milk versus cow milk versus reindeer milk versus elk milk versus um you know uh there's a lot of milk buffalo uh, milk there's a lot of buffalo milk which i didn't know about before researching it's a lot of it yeah yeah like the the wabanaki sorry buffalo milk yes that's a there was a lot of buffalo back in the day there's less now but um the native americans milked um milked reindeers and follow deer which are similar to reindeers um mm-hmm. and yeah milking other animals for our consumption and and domesticate deer is was was really a thing so yeah. um and and also shockingly nut milk has has been around since the 1600s like native I americans have, known that. Oh. have been taking different nuts like pine nuts and whatever fucking nuts that come from trees, like again, almonds and stuff like that and, and grinding it down and then putting water through it to make milk. It, it has, this is nothing new. Um, I've been making nut milk since I was 13, dude. It, it's nothing <laughs> Yeah. Well, some, some, some people like nut milk coming from, from the male species. It definitely is a thing. Um, and there's a lot, and, and again, if you want to talk about like male nut milk, there's also a lot of nutrients in that too. If you, swallow you get benefits it's not i 100 agree no but but if you if you look into this 
there's a lot in nut milk. All right, Gwyneth Paltrow, let's get back to the regular regular biome that you're swallowing every day. Okay, we'll move away from Karma Sutra nut milk. I don't need I don't need period blood in in my nose to make me a smarter person. All right, let's 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 say on the regular science shit. Whatever you need, yoga mat shit that you're into. Whatever you whatever you need to to just get throughout your day, all good. (laughs) Your period nut milk, whatever. So whatever you need. um, so, so raw milk, let's talk about this. Cause this is the way it's, t- it's time for raw milk. You ready? I'll not say one more thing about Louis Pasteur before we go off. Sure. He, he was one of the people who discovered germ theory through his flask experiments, finding out that you close something off. It's not going to sprout germs magically. If you close off a system, that's the way it is. He was also a huge part of kind of with the vaccines early on before vaccines were popular for cholera anthrax and rabies so this guy was basically a head of microbiology before people even knew what it was and he's a big part of why we have vaccines here today is because of him and a handful of guys who came up with the idea of taking these inoculated versions of these viruses and putting them in people and one of the ones he actually saved uh, a little kid um, illegally he injected uh, foul cholera into him that was already um you know, inoculated to try to see if it worked and it saved the kid's life, but it was illegal to do. He wasn't a doctor. He was a scientist and he did it like that. So the guy didn't just try to ruin your milk vitamins. He also saved countless millions of lives and not only kids, but you know, the world as we see it today. That's my two cents on Louis Pasteur. He's a, he's a, he's a pioneer just like Nikola Tesla. Um, so, um, so let me ask you a question out of donkey, horse seals and whale who has the le- the least fat in their milk the least fat so the most fat is a seal i know and that just because I, I looked it up earlier <laughs> so i kind of cheated seal, if you want to milk a seal and drink seal milk you're looking at over 50 percent fat and we're that's talking- crazy but it makes sense when you have when they, like most of their body has to be fat. You call it we call it blubber because it's it's like you know uh, what do you call it um, insulatory fat. So like it keeps you warm. But so whale can't be the least fat either. So I'm gonna guess it's horse. It could be donkey, but I'm gonna guess it's horse because horses are like the leanest of all those animals. Spot on, dude. So seals and whales have more than fifty percent fat. Mm. where donkeys and horses have naturally let's say one to one to two or three percent fat in their milk gotcha yeah so i mean if we're taking milk as the jump starting growing uh, a baby animal you're going to want to give them what they need whether it's you know if you're a mammal you know you need milk or whatever you need to do so if you're living in the harshest environments in the arctic the baby needs more and more fat. So it makes sense that their milk would produce more fatty content than, you mm-hmm. know, maybe sugar content or something like that. Yeah, I've never had whale milk, but I'll uh, <laughs> let you know. Um, it might be easier yeah. to get seal milk. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that would be easy either. It wouldn't be easy, <laughs> but it would be easier, wouldn't it? I mean, seals actually end up on yeah. land, you know, maybe you could feed them some fish and milk them, but a whale, no chance. Yeah, that's a rough, uh, rough ask for the sailors out there who are. Uh, yeah, but someone got it right because we know about the content of it, which means someone took it in a lab. It, probably. Oh yeah, had to be right. <laughs> raw whale milk. Raw milk. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm the elite of the raw milkers. I drink whale milk. 
Yeah, it's very expensive um, and it's very hard to get. Very, very expensive. It's a delicacy just like... Um, uh, like whale. Just like whale. Just like exactly. whale meat. Just like whale meat or, or caviar, but uh, 10 times more expensive. Yes, So the upper yeah. crust of the upper the cream. Upper crust of the upper cream of the milk elite. The creme de la creme, as it will. Au revoir, Shoshana. Mr. Lapidit. So, so here's the deal with raw milk. Are you ready for this? I'm all ears, buddy. 2021 raw milk standards. There's only like three states in the U.S. that were had to uh, go through a stringent process to be able to sell raw milk. There mm. is a prohibition on milk. Yeah. Well, there's is- three states that allow people to sell biological agents to to volunteers is what you're saying right three states allow farmers to sell (laughs) a frap of pathogens to people that are voluntarily purchasing it yes and it doesn't sound so crazy when you hear it that way though right the whole thing is said about the uh you know the actual crackdown of the government on all these crazy companies just selling all this crap and the the start of the food and drug administration all has to do with you can't sell people poison so now people want to say we want to buy poison and it's good for you it's fine all right let us do it yeah exactly so this is based off of one study from 1986 that says that um, raw milk has a much higher chance of salmonella, E. coli, or listeria. Mm. Um, you wouldn't debate that, obviously. The higher chance, at least. I'm not saying it gives it to you, but obviously it gives you a higher chance because without pasteurization, those pathogens have a infinitely increased odds to be in there. doesn't mean it's going to affect you necessarily, but you couldn't deny that there's an increased chance of contracting those because they're, they could be in there, right? They could be. Um, but if you talk about shrimp and other fish and even raw, um, raw spinach, no, but even spinach, raw uh, spinach, raw spinach. Yes, I agree. Anything you don't heat up and kill the pathogens could still have those things in them. I agree. Exactly. But between 1993 and 2006, Mm -hmm. um, over 121 foodborne illness, illness outbreaks associated with milk products. Um, there were two deaths with milk products. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're basing this, this raw milk study off of two people who died over a milk-borne disease. Um, and those probably before, weren't even raw milk. Those were probably massive pasteurized milk companies. Um, it doesn't say here, but it I would guess if there was two milk deaths over the past 20 years, they wouldn't both be raw milk. I mean, the percentage of people drinking raw milk is so tiny that I would imagine. I mean, all those massive companies, there was a lettuce outbreak of E. coli that people were catching it. They didn't necessarily die, but those were massive lettuce corporations like, you know, Dole or whatever. So, I mean, I wouldn't expect that people who died from milk was even raw milk. Yeah, no, exactly. But I mean, getting E. coli in 2021 isn't a death sentence, but it sure isn't a way to spend your weekend. No, it's not good. It's not good. But, but, um, you know, you've had food, you have food poisoning before. That's E. coli is a, I had it once and it was pretty bad. Um, yeah, it was pretty bad. And it was from, uh, it was, I think it was actually from salmon. Mm. Um, They they call it food poisoning, but it's not like poison. It's, it's, it's food infection. You're, you're being infected by bacteria. Your body treats it as a poison or your body in return creates a poison that causes you to be ill. 
and a lot of that that poison um what do you mean creates uh, a poison um well it's like when you You mean your immuno response to it because yeah, I can see that, but your yeah, body doesn't part, create like, poison you, to. Well, to for, no, no, it sort of does. Like when you're hungover, you're not hungover because of because of alcohol. You're hungover because your body produces, um, uh, essentially like, um. What's We're not talking about withdrawals. You're talking about no. um, drug withdrawals, though. Alcohol. There's a, there's hang, a hangover is body, more similar body. to dehydration and drug withdrawal than it is eating bad food eating bad food is being infected by a pathogen and your body's violent reaction to it and immunization of it your body doesn't make poison when you eat bad food it, it it's does. infected by pathogens and your immune response reacts accordingly such as violently throwing it up getting it out of your system blowing it out your ass and then you feel sick because your 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 immune system is going ape shit on your body and you feel like hell it's not it's about little, that your body makes different. poison when you eat does, bacteria. No, it does. Like your body converts alcohol to obviously sugar. Yeah, again, you're talking also, about drugs. It's different than talking about eating bad food. Eating bad food is contracting pathogens. Drinking alcohol is consuming a chemical and how your body reacts to that addictive substance. It's a little bit different. Well, you can't your do body it does, Your body does convert alcohol to formaldehyde and formaldehyde is a poison in higher doses to your body. Yeah, so alcohol is a, is a poison in high dose to your body too. They're both antiseptics. No, 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 I agree, but your body also converts alcohol to sugars and also formaldehyde and the formaldehyde causes mm -hmm. inflammation and then your body responds to that and all, all, all of a sudden you get a, you get a hangover from dehydration and then from formaldehyde causing inflammation like there's a lot to this besides like yes if you just drink alcohol your body your liver doesn't convert alcohol to piss like it turns into no yeah you, you take in poison you convert it to different kinds of poison i hear that yeah yeah, yeah exactly but it's you eating bad fish your body bad. doesn't make formaldehyde out of bad fish that makes you feel bad you get infected with e coli and then your body reacts by trying to expel it from your system it's i hear what you're saying but it's totally different things there's two different versions of being sick being sick isn't right. just one thing. Right, exactly. There's there's a lot of byproducts like there's a lot of byproducts that your body food poisoning is being infected in your gastrointestinal tract versus like right. your sinuses or whatever. Yeah, you exactly. Call yeah. being sick nasal poisoning because you have pathogens in your throat, nose, and respiratory system, but you don't call it nasal poisoning, you call it getting a cold. But yeah. food poisoning is getting a cold in your belly, basically. Right. Right, exactly. So, right, so we, we're trying to use use alcohol as an example, but overall, yes, milk could have something like E. coli that is that is that is the poison. Yes, you're right. Um, so so anyway, so so with raw milk, it was that in the so like the 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 government decided in the '70s that we're going to ban raw milk. It's essentially a, a prohibition on on farmers selling milk directly from the cows, putting it in a bottle and selling it because there was a risk at that point of a lot of that milk being infected. And there were serious outbreaks, especially in Wisconsin, where there was like a thousand workers at a, um, at a dairy farm who would be drinking the raw milk who got sick because there was a couple of cows that did have either um, an infection on their udders, which is most, most of the time. Mm -hmm. The case is that there's a bacterial infection on the udders and that pus gets into the milk, they drink the milk and then they get sick. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, so, so the thing is, if you're going to sell raw milk, um, which was legal until 1986, mm -hmm. and um, and now that um, since then a couple of states have allowed you to sell milk again, which one is Maine, the state of Maine, um, 
And then uh, you also, it's, you will get like a similar penalty for transporting milk across borders, just like weed. It's a similar That's thing. Crazy. That's if crazy. If you buy raw milk in Maine and then sell it in Massachusetts, there's a massive fine or even bring it over the border and get pulled they over. They kind of, it's like a fine. biological agent you're transporting or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. illegal. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So um, there's a lot of weird things and it's based mm-hmm. off of a couple of really small studies. And the reason is, is that there's two different, and my, so the way I break this down is that there's, this is not the case, but for Homogenize us. it for us. I'm going to homogenize or <laughs> by homogenize the situation for you is that there are two, this is not, this is just for our understanding. Let's let everyone understand this. There are two types of cows. There are cows that are going to produce milk commercially. And then there are cows that are going to produce milk for raw milk. And they've broken this down on rawmilk.org into mm-hmm. these two things. If you take, if you all of a sudden go to, we put a pin that for one second though. So commercial cow, meaning like dairy cows on a massive scale, because yes. cows that produce raw hey, milk, look, are look, they just look. cows that produce milk? Because they're still producing it commercially, right? They're making milk and they're selling it to you. It's commercial sale of milk. All right. Yes, you're not wrong. So, so there's massive production scale dairy farms, and there's let's more. Let's call them hood. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's say call, big hood, big hood. Yeah. Let's say big hood, the white hood. Let's, let's call big milk, which is hood cows. And then we're going to talk local raw milk cows. Okay. Sounds good. Yeah. So big milk cows, AKA hood have mm-hmm. way, 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 way smaller standards on cows. So if those cows are going to produce milk, um, so we're, we're a hood cow who's in a little stable and you're being abused and whatever else. Yo, motherfucker. Like. I'm a cow. motherfucker. <laughs> Exactly. So if you're a hood cow, um, you might be free range. You, so now they're, they're understanding that they can change their marketing to say that they're free range, happy cows. They come in, get fucking milked and move on. But um, they still are those cows that are treated way shittier because of the homogenization and pasteurization process, mostly pasteurization. They say, we want to get the mass amount of milk out of this one cow to get our ROI, our investment, our, our return on investment out of this cow. So we're going to milk the fuck out of this cow. Yeah, which literally milking it dry. The, the pun's just keep it, coming. These are all the reasons yep. for the sayings, though. They're milking these cows dry. So imagine jerking off 26 times a day. <laughs> uh, okay. It took me a second to think about it. I couldn't imagine doing it that many times. i had to really think about that wow that's really crazy um Uh, no but seriously um that cow okay we're getting serious no we're serious i'm not fucking around at all so if you're gonna do that to a cow their udders are going to get swollen and gross they're gonna be utterly destroyed utterly destroyed that cow is going to have sores and be gross. And they have, and those cows have a machine that comes on there and just goes, and just sucks yeah, out. It's milk. disturbing to see it's the machine. It's disturbing. So, so what happens is they don't care. The hood, the big hood, big milk doesn't care no, no. because they're not employees. They're a product. They're treating, they're as getting, they're getting way more milk, but also they're getting blood. They're getting, they're getting infections. They're getting whatever it is, which is why they add antibiotics to those cows because they want to reduce the amount of infections they have because they just are just cranking fucking milk out of these cows mm-hmm. um, because it doesn't matter. They just want to get the, so- the source quant. The source is the, the point is quantity. They don't care how they get it. They just want to get, you know, let's say a hundred gallons out of this cow, which is over a week, which is a lot, obviously. Um, yeah. 
And, um, but as a, as a result, those cows are like swollen and pussy and gross and have sores and are gross and whatever it is. And those yeah, cows- their quality of life is terrible. It's animal abuse. Yeah. It really is. It's no doubt it really, about it. Re- it really, really is. And those cows Torture. are not, those cows have a, a diet of, let's say 25% grass, 75% grain because grain is cheaper. Mm-hmm. Grain is also, um, less you know just shitty shit byproduct grain of like well, yeah well, it's, it's shelf life is, it's, it's dry the feed they can keep it for a really long time and they can yeah put it wherever so it's yeah like you said it's cheaper it's easier to transport you can store it forever so just get yeah. it's like it's like a wet dog food versus dry dog food one of them is more expensive for a reason and one of them that you can buy a whole bag of it never goes bad exactly so these are mcdonald's cows they're just eating shit food because it's cheaper you know those are beef cows but it's the same idea yeah well, they still sell they're, milk they're, at mcdonald's mcdonald's though. cows like they're eating mcdonald's food okay oh i got you food. oh they're eating it yeah they're eating themselves shitty crappy quality food that is cheap and mass abundant so the the the, the farmers get more out of and their, their parents don't love them so the, the, the analogy oh. keeps hitting Yep, there's a there's a there's a way cheaper investment in the farmer's end to produce more milk, so their bottom line is way higher. Bottom lower. line, um, that's what it comes down and, to. And um, and yeah, so so then you have my 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 peeps up in Maine. Um, at uh, um, I have a couple. I have two different farms that I get my milk from in Maine, and those cows produce milk when they can produce milk, and the process of that milk goes from a clean udder that isn't over milked. So you have cows eating organic grass, like organic grass fed, no pat, no, no chemicals, no bullshit, no whatever it is. They eat their grass, they produce milk, and that milk immediately goes from the udder to refrigeration to a screen filter. So it's almost like a, a cheesecloth to, to, to get out like uh, mucus uh, uh, that's more viscous than the milk. And then that milk goes directly into a bottle, which is immediately in refrigeration. So you have organic grass going into a cow. They produce milk when they want, when when they really can. And then it goes into a bottle that goes refrigeration. Then it goes to the storefront. And if you, so the difference is, like I said, mentioned two cows. You have hood cows and organic raw milk cows. If you were to get raw milk from a hood cow, you'd probably get a disease. Right. You cannot, you should not just go to the hood farm and just go, go on the udder and get some milk because their udders are so fucked up. Their quality of food to get. And the shipping system. process is not going to be as immediate there. That, that, that milk can be in transit for weeks at a time. So you really yeah. can't trust it to be yeah. not pasteurized. You, it has yeah. to be, or it will not be safe when it gets to you. There's no not version safe. of it exactly so I think my that's, the, that's the key difference right it, it's like that the fact that it's illegal in so many states because people can't be trusted with producing it on a small scale sustainably and responsibly for people that's why the laws are in place because people take advantage they have a thousand cows they don't give a shit they ship it across state lines next thing you know your kids drinking you know botulism toxin and they're three years old it's a bad move yeah but if you can do it the way you're talking about it's a more sustainable and responsible way to do it. It's just, can people be trusted with that? No, they cannot. Yeah. No, they cannot. Exactly. And back in the day in the fifties and sixties and seventies, um, they were doing the same process with raw milk and people were getting sick because it was this, it was the same process, whether it being homogenized or past- and pasteurized versus raw milk. 
and they were getting sick because it was in those same standards. Now, right. if you get raw milk today, um, occasionally there's something that happens where you get an email from the company that says like, hey, just that milk made a few people sick. We pulled all, you know, you know uh, 1,500 bottles from the shelf mm-hmm. and threw them in the trash because that, that, that milk caused someone to have diarrhea. You know, yeah. they pull it. Um, right. But back in the day, it was a mass-produced raw milk versus in a mass-produced you know, homogenized pasteurized milk mm-hmm. in the same quality. So now, now the standards for raw milk are through the roof. If you drink, if you find a farm that sells raw milk, it's legal. It is, yeah. it act, actually is legal and they are held to the highest standards right. of yeah. producing raw it's milk. It's a big difference than it used to be. Huge difference. Yeah. yeah. So that's why this came about is that like, you cannot mass produce raw milk because it has to be vocal. It has to yeah, be quick. Yeah, it has There's to an be expiration vocal. date. Yeah. And once you open that bottle, um, they're like, you need to drink that within seven days. But also yeah, the, the clock has started as soon as you open that bottle. Yeah. Up. And the interesting thing is that that raw milk has, again, it has white blood cells in it, live white blood cells, which yeah. are fighting infection all the time. So if you have raw milk that is shitty um, or not, no, sorry, not shitty. If you have, <laughs> it's gross. If you have raw <laughs> milk, that is that, that has, there's going to be pathogens in there. But yeah. those that those white blood cells fight them actively. You're like yogurt. It's doing oh, the same okay. thing. It's killing those off. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you have the the highest standards where there's not E. coli or listeria or something that causes botulism there, mm-hmm. um, it fights off things and it's an active culture in a gallon of milk. Um, so you can drink that because the standards have changed. If to be a farm that is allowed to produce raw milk is like a really, really, really stringent hard process yeah um and you're not those those cows are not mass producing milk and that's no. why it's okay to drink raw milk and it tastes different and, it, and if you have it you go wow this tastes wildly different than hood milk and it actually does it tastes more like grass and the cool the interesting thing is is that one time i wrote uh i called my raw milk company because i opened the bottle i poured a glass of milk and i said this tastes very, the word, this is a cow word for you, Joe. It's mm-hmm. fascinating. I called them and I said, this milk kind of tastes like a cow. You know, when you go to a farm and you smell cows? Yeah. They have a word for that. What's the word? In milk. It's called cowie. <laughs> <laughs> and that they tell makes you, sense. And I went, on, I went on Reddit on the like cow form and um, to figure out like what's up with it. <laughs> And they said this, you know, I was like, you know, they're like, yeah, like some, when my cows are on pasture, which means that they're out eating grass and then produce milk, the milk tastes cowy. It's not a problem. It just doesn't taste as good, but it tastes like uh, hay. That it tastes like hay, literally tastes like hay. You it's, are what you it's eat. Not, it's not great, but it's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, yeah, that's, that's not a, that's not an issue. It's just, that's when they, if they just ate a bunch of grass and a couple hours later produce milk, it actually tastes like that. It's so weird. Just like our quote. That is weird. It makes sense though. And again, if you guys want to write in, um, you know, tastes like this cow was, uh, went right in an onion, onion patch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it actually, it actually, that, that taste of whatever they ate goes through the milk. That, that's the same for all mammals too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's why a lot of um, nursing women are very conscious of what they're consuming because it does get produced in their milk, which they're giving to their kids, even after they've already given birth. 
exactly. Your mammary glands do do something about it. So, mm-hmm. so that's raw milk. And like, I'm a really your memories have a great mammary. I'm so much of raw milk advocate that my former roommate, Andrew got me into this. Cause he said, I, he, he would go get like six gallons at a time and he would way too much. Why would you ever drink six gallons of milk? And he was time? really, really into it. And he would drive, he would, he would ask, he's like, Hey, and I was like, how would that not go bad you have to drink it like what a a gallon and a half a day he drank a lot of a lot of fucking milk it was like a thing he would make bone broth and milk at the same time and drink raw milk and eat bone broth um but he um savage savage, but also not because that's what we our species has been doing for way longer than our species hasn't been doing so he's like this is a big secret to being a healthy person is that this is how it was done. Paleo diet, chemical, bro. We use a chemical process to make milk now, and milk is not milk is not what it used to be. It's now a bunch of like it's crazy. So, um, well, so, yeah, it's true. Like I said earlier, though, a lot of people don't own cows anymore. So people no. used to only drink milk if they either owned a cow or they knew someone who did. So yeah, that's a huge difference, obviously. But there's a multi-hundred year difference. It didn't just happen ten years ago. They're like they don't want you to. They, they put chemicals in the water, man. It's fucked up. It's like what you said. It's the, the process is different and the, the standards are much different. And yeah, I mean, I don't even know where my closest cattle farm even is that produces massive scale milk. I mean, obviously there's some local shit, you know, that has cows in it. And if you have your own cow, obviously you can drink all the milk you want. They can't fucking stop you. You can't yeah. sell it. No, they can't. You they can can't stop it. you on that. You can drink it. But that um, makes more. I mean, it makes sense the same way you said it too, though. But it's not like there's an insidious secondary thing in here. It's this. It's a process of mass producing. You know, biological liquids. You you can't just do it like that. You have to have high standards, and it has to be locally made. And like you said, it has to be straight from the cow to you. you there can't be any middleman because you're just adding more and more frequency of shit fucking up. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah everything around the world that we can even ship that way, like meat and fruit similarly, but people always cook meat before they eat it. Even though there's new raw meat idea, the same way as raw milk, people say it's better if it's straight from the thing. It's like, yeah, but you have to do it straight from it when you just killed it. It's a similar thing though. You can eat, you can eat meat from fucking Florida or Wisconsin this week. That's, you know, a month old, but it's been frozen and shipped and packed and the whole thing. We can eat that, but you're not going to eat that raw. Are you fucking crazy? It's crazy. You'll so, get the same exact pathogens that we get from milk. If you do, if you treat it that way. Yeah. Go by listeria. Kind of the, the whole, the whole idea. And even then you're Salmonella, not but like, you know. you've seen the revenant, right? Oh yeah. We actually yeah, talked I, about it on the podcast before, I think. We have. It's an amazing movie, but he movie. It, it, it's a it's a horse or a buffalo. I think it's a buffalo in that crazy scene mm-hmm. where he eats the liver. He yeah. takes them there. He drinks the blood and eats mm-hmm. the liver because it's a fresh kill. And yeah. if that's the case, it, unless that that's seriously a sick animal, um, that's what you'll be okay. Yeah, and also it'd be really yeah. good for you to eat all those super nutritious liver. Yeah, that's why a yeah. lot of times animals when they kill you, they'll eat the liver first. They'll eat all yeah. the best parts of you first, and then they'll get to their other stuff later. They're not going to yeah. eat your ankles unless it's been a while. Yeah. Liver or first. your or your digestive tract, because everyone knows that's not good. Mm. Um, but the liver, heart, is, liver, is heart, liver, blood, drink, drink sure, the blood, drink the blood. Fine. do yeah. it, do it. Um, raw blood, it's all good as long as you just killed it. But but raw milk, <laughs> and yeah, it's it's uh, it's 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 okay. And and um, 
and, and again, the CDC uh, estimates that um, six or seven outbreaks a year happen from people who do, who, who have raw animal products. It's not a whole lot, you know, and, and again, that's not including raw, it's not including sushi or shrimp or, or raw eggs and, and cookie dough and that type of stuff. So the raw milk thing is like something that I'm really passionate about because it's just, it's just, it's, it's way more full of nutrients than, than milk that you get at the store. Mm-hmm. And you like it now. You just like how it tastes and it feels better. Also, I feel well, and I feel better. You feel better knowing that you drank it raw. Yeah. As I'm juuling, I'm feeling better. (laughs) (laughs) But I think the reason for that, though, is because of all the regulations and processes that go through with it. It's not just because it's like, it's not that bad for you. It's because they have to put all the fucking hammer down, all these diseases that luckily in the United States, very few people get sick from consuming food publicly and even fewer ever die from it but you go to some countries that don't do it that well and there's still thousands of people die from foodborne illnesses every single year the the problem isn't not important it's the fact that we've dealt with it in such a way and i can see the pushback by saying we've dealt with it too much and it's become an industrialized homogenized system as it were and you'd like to have something a little more straight from the cow i hear that for sure but the reason why yeah. you can do these things and the, why the numbers are so low isn't because, you know, you can't get sick. It's because we've made such a big deal out of people getting sick with this. We don't want an entire nation full of people drinking rotten milk. Yeah, exactly. Most people can handle this because they're just are people who are too uh, unstructured to be able to handle raw milk. But if you can handle raw milk, it's a it's a good thing. <laughs> Let's do it. So, um, how do you want to wrap this up? bring up uh, before final thoughts the other things on the, the wikipedia page about uh the highest milk production and consumption i was pretty surprised Ooh. by this per capita oh my god this is a great one yeah i for, i didn't i didn't write this one down but i saw it on the wikipedia little fun page. facts little fun fact yep. let me pull it let me pull up real quick um I'll pull this is, yeah it's just on wikipedia for milk you can see yeah that. yeah yep i i looked at too um it's very fun i thought the u.s would be even higher up maybe even number fucking one. Harvey Milk kept fucking showing up. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> no one cares about him. So, gay uh, fuck. yeah. <laughs> so, so we have <laughs> fucking homo- so, talking about homogenized. Oh man, we're getting into the, we're getting into buzzwords now. Homogenizing. Homogenesis. Um, yep. So we have. Are you talking about per capita consumption of milk and milk products in selected countries in 2011? I am. This is, but it makes sense. So you lead off. It makes it sense though. Yep. All right. So, so as we're running down the podcast, we want to bring up a couple of weird milk factoids about uh, the consumption and production of milk around the world. Now, me as an American, as I am, growing up drinking milk at the table, I figured that the amount of cattle we have and the amount of land we have, 
in it, you know, milk at every table, part of every balanced breakfast. I figured that we we're going to be the top of the world for milk per capita consumed. I just figured we had to be, you know, we just got to be up there, but we don't even crack the top five of milk consumed per capita. And so if we're going to pose another question to the audience, would you, what would you guess is the number one milk drinkers per capita in the world? And I would think that it would be the United States of America. That was, that was my of, guess before I saw because the list. Of, it's, it was such a part of the 50s in American culture mm-hmm. and the nuclear, nuclear household mm-hmm. that milk was... If you it's on the five, table. If you have five boys, like you said, Joe, each of them get a glass of milk for dinner plus their dinner. Yeah. And then you uh, some milk for your bowl of cereal. You put milk in your coffee. You know, it's, this, it's all milk all the time. I have a milk, milk was for dessert. Amer- milk was milk. You would think is America. Milk is America. Mm-hmm. But it's actually not. So, but, Joe, uh, you leave this off. Sure. Yeah. Well, this one's about you. Let's man. start. Let's start with number. We'll do number five. I don't. Know, let's let's start with America and then work our way up. America per capita is the number seven milk consuming nation in the world. Uh, you know, that's number seven. We crack the top five. Number even. Seven. Seven. Yeah. So Number so seven. per per capita meaning per person how much milk is consumed uh, yeah it's not uh, number 7. So then we have at number 6 our neighbors to the north which I didn't think they would beat us on this. Canada. No, I didn't. Canada I didn't. more than America per capita. I wouldn't have guessed that. I didn't but my time in Canada I had there's there is there a lot of milk. It's so actually this doesn't even count. Um I was going to say is that every time into Canada, they have literally cheese restaurants. Sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like the fondue or they have the uh, poutine or they have the cheese curds and shit like that. Or, or like you go to a restaurant. I was in um, North of Montreal. My first mm-hmm. time, my second time going to Canada and went to a restaurant that has a, a cheese wheel like this big, literally yeah. this fucking big. Um, that is under a hot lamp that you scrape off the cheese onto your food. And that's wow. the whole restaurant. And it's like 70 bucks a person, U.S. dollars. Um, just I mean, obviously that, that's an extension fondue. of the dairy industry, but this is nothing. This is just milk by itself. Yeah, no, no. That's what I thought. That's yeah, exactly. I, so cheese is a separate category. Yeah, um, cheese. I think but, we, could, but, we could probably catch up with cheese with uh, America might be able to get higher than number seven with cheese, I would think. I mean, obviously, yeah, now you have to compete with France. Yeah, we're, we're still not even close to even Sweden with or, or yeah. cheese but we're so yeah no, that, that's so, our so then we have number six canon number five as you just mentioned that's sweden more yeah. milk drinkers per capita in sweden Great. Uh, that was hard to say. I, don't, I don't know why that is if there's more openly drinking milk they must be ordering milk at restaurants and shit like we were talking about earlier you have to imagine number four australia australia the milk, love the milk. That's not, not something I would have expected because they can. I can't imagine they have so many cows there, um, but they must have a lot of them to well, get the that much milk. That cows, cows, and cow milk are completely agriculturally dependent on sunlight, mm-hmm. and if if these other countries um, produce more um, grains and plants, so to speak, that you can eat based off sunlight, you would think that like. So like, for example, like England, like think about their diet, like the UK, um, it's like meat and cheese is kind of what they eat, you know, like there's some peas, but there's not a whole lot of green, you know? Um, so you would think that 
it, it sort of makes sense that the more less green the country I is. I would never think of it that way. Uh, you're bringing up an idea I would have never thought of. The more green a country is, the more milk they have. I've never thought that ever. But not green as in grass, but like, um, like let's say the Amazon, for example, like they might not have as many like cows because the whole- They don't have pastures. Cow. Yeah, right. Uh, they're working on it though. That's why they're burning down the Amazon to make room for cows. So they're exactly. maybe in 10 years, they'll have more milk than anybody. But yeah, it's more about like, I'm thinking more about like the consumer of milk, not producer of yeah. milk. Like when you sit down at the table, like you're saying like, are, hand, are you going to pour a glass of milk? Because you have to do that in order for it to be on the list. You have to buy milk every single week of your life to get on this list. You have to, you have to purchase yeah. milk every day or at right. least drink it. So yeah, number three, as you mentioned, United Kingdom comes in for the milk drinkers. Number three, number three. And I was wondering about that because I mean, I guess they just have milk, but they, they, they don't have as many cows as you, you might want to have that much milk, but it's got to be milk and the tea. Ah, that's got to be it. You're, <laughs> You're still right. buying a whole quart of milk or a liter rather to put in your tea. I'm sure they drink plenty of milk, obviously glasses, but that was my first thought. I was like, there's a lot of milk in the tea, I guess. You know, but that much milk consumed? Weird. Yeah. Yep. I'm a thought. And number two, it's like I mentioned earlier, Finland. Number two consumption Finland. of milk. Finland. Finland. I would not have. I mean, there's no way you could have gave me a hundred guesses, but Finland at number two milk consumption. Nope. It would not have been there. I don't care any. I don't care how many cows are there. What what's their cuisine? I don't know much about it, but I wouldn't picture milk drinkers more per capita than any country in the world besides one. And the number one milk drinking country. Ireland. Ireland drinks more milk per person than any country in the entire world. What the fuck is that about? Yeah. And the official Obviously, they already have the number one per capita for whiskey and beer, but you think they milk too? Did they ever eat or they just drink everything? They just drink. <laughs> That's a good point. And, uh, and, and again, and, and the, you know, like Russia has the Moscow mule, which is, fucking milk there's no milk? milk in that at all oh wait wait sorry sorry i mean um uh white russian white russian sorry moscow mule is, is a uh, uh minty thing but sorry Ginger you would think beer. that like yeah that like like com- like countries that just have milk and everything would be mm-hmm. something like that russians i know on the list of top 15 people like it's 15 not countries. on the list at all yeah at all Nope. And and then so my 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 interest the interesting thing here is that like China is at the bottom and this is one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve fifteen it's fifteen so out of fifteen countries China's at the bottom by a fucking long shot yeah um, they're four times as less milk drank I guess per capita or whatever it is compared to India. Which is the so one India, slightly above India that. is a India's um, religion revolves around cows. Yeah, they you use, think they use they heat their they heat their stoves with methane from cow poop. Like they're a cow that company. Church. They're a cow country. Mm-hmm. And the only time I've had candy that is is not like it's not milk chocolate, it's milk candy is in mm-hmm. China. I wasn't in China, but we had people in China who brought over candies. And yeah. they were milk candies, literally wow. milk candy. And they're so much less than the rest of us. And there's yeah. more people. Not even close. So it's like, it's just crazy that Ireland at 135.6 liters um, 
per capita consumption yeah. of milk and milk products. I mean, it's fucking wild. It um, and the U.S. is, again, our culture of being American and the whole American bullshit, we're halfway, we're, we're, we're in the middle, dead smack yeah, in the middle. Right in the middle. Yeah. It yeah, is it's, odd. It's, it is very odd. But again, I've never had, I, I ate them. They're milk candies. They're literally like white sugar milk uh, and uh, corn syrup candy. And it was awesome. Um, but that's China. So it's like, it's very, very weird. Yeah. Well, if you turn that around into to the milk production standard, that, that gets a little bit closer to what we, we would understand as the largest milk producer in the world is India. In the world. So they're exporting it? They're, they're serving it to their citizens, they're exporting it. And again, per capita doesn't mean total amount of milk drank, it means per person. So if you have 1.2 billion citizens and they don't drink a glass of milk a day because they can't afford it, then you're not going to have as much milk consumption as you would on the list we just looked at. Although they're all different cultures and different ideas, all of them have relatively stable economies and most people there live above the poverty line and the bottom two india and china they're still the top whatever 14 15 of them but they're a lot of their citizens probably don't have access to milk whatsoever or if they do yeah. they're selling it to survive they're not drinking it as a luxury but yeah milk india number one but to understand why that is is because if you transition over a little bit to the top milk producing company country rather for cows, it's America, number one. America mm -hmm. by almost double of what India produces with cow milk. And that's because, like we said, all milk is not cow milk. When India adds in goat milk, they become the top milk producing country in the world. But as yep. far as cows alone, America is number one most produced milk. Just not most yep. consumed. Strange enough. So weird. Yeah, and then we number have, two then we is have India sheep. for cows, but but like I said, that's about half the production of America. But you don't add yeah. in the the goat, the goat milk, and the cheese, like you said, right? Yogurt. Yeah, cheese is unsurprisingly France comes in at number one. Gotta be right. You, I mean, you have to have to be. If there's anything that they're hanging their hat on, it's got to be the, the cheese for France. And then yeah, the top France sheep production, cheese. China, number one, most sheep, sheep milk. Followed by Turkey and Greece. But that's why you don't become one of the top milk producing nations in the world if you, you man cannot live on cheap milk alone. What that list is weird that? too, though. The sheep milk is China, then Turkey, Greece, Syria, Romania, Spain. So you can see that, and the numbers are dwarfed. I mean, if we say metric tons of cow milk in America, 91 million, sheep milk in China, 1 million. And then they're, they're the top producers. So it's just not that much sheep milk going around. And for good reason, as you said, it, it, like you've tried it before, it's not the right home about. It's just not, it's just not as um, like, I, I don't like goat milk. I don't like goat cheese. I don't mm -hmm. like, which is again, similar to, to, to sheep stuff. It's just mm -hmm. not the same thing. And again, we're not even talking reindeer right now. No, um, no, we're not even talking or deer reindeer. or regular deer. Dog so milk. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, do you think that? Um, that's gross. Um, <laughs> rat milk? Uh, rat milk, yeah. You can, have, so you can have rat milk if you want. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's wild. And butter, um, the number one is also unsurprisingly France. 
if you go to France, French, French, so French cuisine, French cuisine, we're talking cheese and butter, cheese and butter. Yeah. As soon as you get that, the, uh, again, just fermenting it, letting it rot, letting all that bacteria churn up all that delicious curds. Ferment. And... I'd say ferment, not rot. Fermenting is rotting. It's controlled rot. It's controlled rot. Rotting is more maggot level. That's what we don't Uh, like it anymore. Fermentation is controlled rot. Wouldn't you say so? It seems for for beer or for cheese or for yogurt. You're saying, I want this bacteria to infect this solution to the point where it tastes delicious. And then I'll stop it from doing it. Because leave that cheese five more weeks. Leave that beer another month. You got a problem. Yeah been a real problem just just right, right. just enough that it, it makes just the enough. most delicious and fantastic cuisine in the world yeah, yeah it takes yeah. a little bit of rot to make it great yeah that's true that's true yeah milk what a weird goddamn fucking so weird beverage. so weird i mean it's we've really, really gone through the whole thing it, it's got so many facets of it to it being one of the defining traits of being a mammal which contributes that most scientists believe that it's one of the main reasons why we have such large brains is all those nutritious fats you get as a young, you know, human being or rats or rhinoceros, you get all these nutrients to feed you, you can barely survive. And all you're taking is just just straight to the dome, all these really nutritious multivitamin, yeah, yeah, fatty, sugary, all these things to help you grow and help your brain develop. And it makes mammals by far the smartest sect of animalia not even close birds are trying to trying really hard to get there but i mean mammals per capita as we'd say are the smartest type of living creature that we know about and it's not even close the stupidest mammal is often smarter than the smartest any other type of animal in the world and i think that milk has a lot to do with it yeah yeah we agree milk is important milk is weird Milk is uh, in a lot of a lot of um, pop culture. Again, like we mentioned, <laughs> and uh, we didn't even talk about um, a Clockwork Orange where they go to the milk bar and they drink all the milk and, uh, and then they commit a little bit of ultra violence. I've never seen Clockwork Orange. Can you tell us about it? About the milk scene? Oh well, no, they they always when they're done, you know, committing all their violent crimes and tomfoolery, they go to a bar to relax and they literally go to a bar. It's like, it looks like a nightclub, but they ju- it just only serves milk. So they're just all sitting there like quietly drinking glasses of milk and it makes it look so much creepier than if they're just having a pint of beer or some water. And they have statues of women with like hoses coming out and just milk coming out of them just to just drink in a way. It's super creepy. That's why we did a podcast on milk. <laughs> I'll, I'll see if I can't get the clockwork orange scene in here. Like get it in flag. here. Get it in here. The milk bar. Yeah. We did milk because in pop culture, <laughs> milk shows up in the it's all over the place. Oddest um self-aware scenes in mm-hmm. movies and television where yeah. they choose at the McBoyle's wedding that they're gonna have punch bowls full of milk. <laughs> yeah. the level of like yeah. This is an odd group. Of yeah, if you put milk in a movie Amish. or TV show, like it's deliberate. It's a deliberate decision. You know what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, you didn't say, oh, we're going to make a, a punch bowl at a. Yeah, uh, whatever. Whatever's in there. We don't care what's in there. Like, no, it has to be milk. And that's for it a reason. Milk. It can't be, it, it can't be chocolate milk. It can't be, uh, you know, Hawaiian punch, vodka, water, Hawaiian vodka. Punch or no. water. No, no. That's all different. Gatorade milk. or whatever it is. They all make a big Something about sipping on that glass and leaving, leaving the milk mustache as you, as you slowly sip away at about, it. 
Yeah, Inglorious Bastards when he asked them for a glass of milk. At yeah, if that was a wine scene, it wouldn't be the same. It, it wouldn't would... be the same. No, Give me your best glass of wine. You'd be like, yeah, okay, cool. This guy's prestigious or whatever it is. Yeah, it would be a totally different scene. Milk. And that's why we did milk because it just, it just, it's just such a level of like, this is pretty weird and funny. No matter <laughs> how fucked up it is. And again, Inglorious Bastard shows how fucked up that is. Mm-hmm. So you have dairy farmers who are or Jews and you have a milkmaids yes for a fucking milk like what the fuck like it's goddamn weird and that's why we chose weird in the Dylan Joe Basin podcast and we chose milk and uh go go have yourself a nice glass of milk raw milk if you can find it go have Get a, a nice milk. cold glass of the leche and down it the leche exactly make you grow big and strong big and strong or be a big and strong adult like me and Joe and uh have a glass of milk because it's weird drink up folks good yep so what do you think joe that's it for the dylan joe basement podcast on fucking milk and uh and why milk is weird but important hell yeah bottoms up bottoms up Out of 300 plus million Americans drink raw milk. Well, you can imagine there's probably used to be like 500,000, but they're all fucking dead. They shit themselves. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, trust me, plenty. Of, I got a whole other podcast on raw milk. I'm going to give you a little snippet. This um, is your podcast on raw milk, by the way. So fucking get, all, get it, it all out I now. want two podcasts, Joe. I want one for milk and one for raw milk. That's, that's absolutely insane. I'd rather do one on chocolate milk separately than raw milk. This is your raw milk podcast, by the way. This Chocolate is it. Raw milk. You're in it. Um, Enjoy it while it lasts. I had some experience of that stuff, and then I also been gluten free and all these other bullshit things. It's all a waste of time. Um, okay. But um, <clears throat> but my whole point is, um, no idea where I'm going with this. What the fuck is that about? Yeah, and the official. Obviously, they already have the number one per capita for whiskey and beer. But you think they milk too? Did they ever eat? Or they just drink everything. <laughs> that's a good point uh yeah that it's part's very funny scene. but it's also one of the most horrific scenes in no it's general. horrible no it's terrible but he he goes there and he asks Monsieur like, La Petite, i want one more glass of milk it's so delicious yeah we're speaking of hans landa yeah or christoph yeah, Waltz it's ridiculous but he orders a glass of milk and you just see him slowly yeah, it's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. Yeah. I'm sipping that milk. That's why I'm po- that's why we're having a podcast because of that scene in that <laughs> fucking movie. How about your favorite food? What would that be? Oh, milk steak. Hmm. Mm-hmm. What? Milk steak. I'm not putting milk steak. Put steak. Just I'm gonna put, put steak. steak and then Don't put steak, put milk steak. She'll know what it is. No, she won't know what it is, She'll Charlie. Nobody knows what, what that is. No nope. okay, all right. What's your favorite hobby? Uh magnets. Okay, what, like making magnets, collecting magnets, playing get, with magnets, just magnets. I'm gonna God. put snowboarding. We'll put snowboarding. I don't really snowboard. All right, what are some of your likes? Uh, ghouls. Son of a bitch. What are you talking about? Yeah, now? funny little green ghouls. Go. What? What? Like in movies and cartoons? What? Little yeah. green ghouls, buddy. Don't write ghouls. I'm not. I'm putting travel. Jesus Christ. What are your dislikes? People's knees. Oh come on, Bro, dude. Come you gotta on. Be kid- you know what? We'll just make it all up. We'll make